what time is it? What day is it? It's the day of Christmas. Nope, this isn't Lethal Weapon. This is the day of the Pittsburgh Podgerver Podcast because it's Thursday. And guess what we have for you? We have another Picks episode because this is the month of Picks, which is the month where Ransom loses the title because we have all of the Picks because every wrestling company in the world decided that they wanted to put on multiple events this month, 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 which, you know, killed the cat that ate the rat that lived in the house that Ransom built. So we're going to go ahead and talk more. What's that cat's name, Bacon? We're going to have more picks. Yes. And I've eaten him because I like, nope, can't make that joke. Hashtag stop that. Um, We're going to go ahead and do some picks for wrestlings because that's what we do. However, this is going to be a neat episode because we only have the three amigos. It's not a suplex move done by the late, great Eddie Guerrero. It's the three amigos of the Pittsburgh Podcast podcast. The three OGs, the three dummies. Tiger Bomb Tom's not here because he's working on house stuff. I can't besmirch the boy for that because I know what that's like, and it's stupid because homeownership is bullshit. <laughs> um, stupidity aside, let's go ahead and talk wrestling with Poop the Bard yeah. and Beef the Legend because yeah. we are going to do things. Somebody direct this ship because clearly I'm not the captain for the job. I think in true fashion that Beef would probably okay. be the best one to do so. Nailed it. Ah, oh, yes, Director Beef. If I may, oh, that's if, my official title. If I may play his entrance music. <laughs> All right, go on. Beef coming back. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. Here I go killing again. <laughs> All right, boys. Ransom says to Beef, don't come back here with your bullshit. Here comes Beef. Back with his bullshit. If you've never... Oh, I gotta find... I gotta find and isolate that meme so we can throw it in here. Oh, my God. Yes. Yep. All right, so... uh, Oh, Lord have mercy. Great wrestling happened this week. Great! Uh, Not on Raw or SmackDown. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't watch them. No. So, maybe. Um, No. 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 But, uh... Lots of good stuff talking yeah. about tonight, but before we get into that, let's talk about the chooserweights open hashtag chooserweight open as boy our current reigning defending king of the world hashtag oh, what take a knee uh kneel before zod nope kneel before kneel ransom before zod kneel before uh, zod uh so uh as 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 our wonderful and captivated champion has mentioned this is the the month of picks because AEW is like hey you know what here's a great event here's a great event here's a great event nxt is like yeah we got events and wwe is like you know what let's get on the party so we're gonna pick and pick and pick so uh this month we have four competitors inside of the P3 and four allegedly competitors outside the P3. <laughs> uh, oh, I know what you did there. So, we, this, this, is the, this is the biggest month for the Choose Way to Open. Hopefully it will continue to expand. Uh, I am not going to give score updates on the website. Uh, I'm going to say if you want score updates, go listen to our podcast because yes. by God... Sell that merch. So yes. here are what? the score updates. You heard me. All right. Uh, forty nine ninety nine. Fifty nine ninety nine for the HD version. Two. Currently, 
Current. Oh, is that $69.99 for the uh, HD version without commercials? That's $69.99 for the OnlyFans version. Uh, oh, dear Lord, yes. You don't need that. Currently, Says you. Uh, much to uh, Says much to the you. Mad King's chagrin, he stands atop the leaderboard <laughs> oh, with 23 points. Also poised at the top of the leaderboard. Leaderboard. Boy, leaderboard. Get him, boys. That's my least we, favorite bird. Well, I mean, it's, it's a... It's, it's a boy to pray. Um, oh. we, we have Dave uh, with 23 as well. So both wow. Dave and Ransom are tied with 23. Damn it, Dave. Damn you, Vapor. So that's our buddy Vapor for from, from uh, Among Us fame. Get him, Vapor. Get him, boys. Um, no. Get him, boy. <laughs> get him, boy. <laughs> following, following shortly thereafter, we have uh, myself. And Tiger Bomb Tom oh, I'm with uh, 21. Uh, Tom was on fire. He called NXT perfect. He put most of his eggs in the inner circle's basket on Road Rager. And I even, I think I even questioned him saying, four for the inner circle. You sure? And he was right there. Okay. So it cost him the long run. And he's now tied with me. Uh, a little bit further down the ladder. Bring it up have, the rear. Uh, Denny. Uh, again, from Pro Wrestling Talk now and then, uh, one of the awesome moderators there with 20 points, so a uh, point Ooh. behind us. And bring up the rear, we have the bastard, Pat, and our dear friend, Poot the Bard. Yep. The Bard who picked Champa and Thatcher to beat MSK. I am. I went weird with it, man, and that's what happens. You take risk, and sometimes you you get you get the the shit end of the dick. So like, I, oh, 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 can I? Can we use? Can we use my my catchphrase on that? Yeah. For taking risks. Yeah. Sometimes you swing a hammer and you hit a nail. Sometimes you swing a hammer and you hit a baby. Yep. 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 Well, Who and I think baby? that's kind of what he did with the uh, uh, Stark and Shirai match and Stark. Uh, Stark, and that's what happened with that. Uh, <laughs> they may be uh, hot potato in that title around, but that's something that we can talk about later. on. But, uh, nonetheless, those are the standings. What are my points? 19? 4? 19. All right. Well, so there's still... at the bottom, 23 at the top. There's not that big of a difference. No, so. there's not, not. Not even a little bit. So not I, even a little bit. I think, I think that, that that warrants a little bit of round of applause for everybody. Because that means we're all picking pretty well, and this system is doing a good job. It's doing a Hell good yeah. job. And it's, it's true. It's the glory... I think the best thing about this is is that even the, even right now it's still anybody's game but the likelihood of there being a tie is still super low now i get it i say that even though someone's gonna be like well right aren't you and vapor tied right now but bing bong bang yeah man <laughs> but we still have <laughs> but we still have so many other things to pick so the likelihood of there being a tie is still extremely low and it's still anybody's game so i i do have all the confidence in the world. Hang on. The I still have all the confidence in the world. It sounded like one of our Xbox to... crashes. <laughs> oh. I have all the confidence in the world that I will be able to successfully lose this title in grand fashion come the end of the month. I'm, I'm banking on it. I'm guaranteeing it. Just want to put it out there now. 
I, I, I must apologize. I did leave out our friend Bob Gray, who is also toting up the rear with 19 points. Oh. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, Allegedly. Anyways. Allegedly. Um, Allegedly. So we're going to jump right into the picks for this week, which is Fighter Fest uh, coming now, up on Wednesday night. Yes, sir. Is this just one night? Uh, no. Fighter Fest is two nights. Uh, but Tonight. we're doing it week by week. So this is Fighter Fest night one. Got it. Night two to follow next week. Uh, next week for a preview, we'll be doing uh, night two picks and money in the bank picks as well. So uh, next Lord. week will be a big one. Yes, sir. Is that the, is that it? No. And then we have be... AEW um, fight for the fight fallen. For the fallen. Yep. Okay. All right. Got it. Uh, Got I it. mean, I I don't think August is going to get any better because we're going to have um. We're going to have um, SummerSlam, obviously. We're going to have NXT SummerSlam weekend whenever they end up doing that. Um, I don't know what's happening with that NXT uh, UK event, but that may be sometime in that area. And then we got um, All Out, like, the week, the first week of September. So it's going to be uh, oh, a pretty, boy. pretty bang, bang, bang here. Yeah, man. Wrestling, wrestling hotbed. So... Hold on. Would you say, would you say it's going to be a little bing, bong, bang? I would say oh. it would be the bingiest, babangiest, babongiest. Nope, you reversed the last two. Shit. Wadat and Chu. Wadat and Chu. All right, so Baraskadinda. Let's get started <laughs> with the picks for next week, which are as follows. Five matches have been announced for Fighter Fest night one. We have the returning Yuka Sakazaki. She was the one in the genie pants. She 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 was the one that wore the genie pants and kind of like had like the the the, the genie jewelry, um, versus Pen Penelope Ford. Uh, we also have uh, Ethan Page versus Darby Allen in a casket match. Uh, that's a pretty cool yeah. concept. Um, Matt Hardy versus Christian in a feud that spans eras, decades, and apparently companies. Uh, Brian Cage <laughs> versus Ricky Starks for the FTW title, and John Moxley defending the IWGP US title against Carl Anderson. Interesting to note, the IWGP title is for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, the IWGP US title <coughs> is being defended on an AEW show with two talents that are not signed to New Japan Pro Wrestling. So... Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the forbidden door is kicked wide open here. John Moxley, who is the uh, incumbent and defending against Carl Anderson. I got, oh, machine, machine gun. gun. All right. Yes, who is, he's Impact, right? Yes, but I think the reason that they went to Impact is because they were allowed to have deals with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. Got it. Oh, this is this is a tough card. Yeah, yeah this man. is not going to go well. I'm excited for it. a lot of guessing. Yeah. So, we will start with Ethan Page versus Darby Allen in a casket match. Ransom, as the champion, it is your right to start the bidding. So, please, tell us who you're picking and how much you're wagering. We have five points to wager this month. This, this, oh, this okay. Well, that's interesting. I think 
<laughs> Ethan Page is who again? Uh, all Ego Ethan Page. He debuted in the ladder match that Scorpio Sky won. Got He's it. Been teaming with Scorpio Sky recently, and they've been kind of the the Thorn and Darby Allen and Sting side. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um. Lord Almighty, I have no idea on this one. I feel like it can really go either way. Uh, oh my gosh! Whew. I had a spicy dinner. Uh, oh my heavens! I apologize, listeners. Spicy ransom. There's a spicy beef a ball. Um, I just here's where AEW gets me because I feel like a casket match has a Darby Allen victory written all over it. Like, this match feels like it's a match built for Darby Allen and AEW. Like, if it's not going to be involving Undertaker or Kane, it, it, Darby Allen seems like he's the most logical choice for a casket match. And I feel like the logical choice would win. Like, Darby Allen should... Darby Alley? Darby Alley! Darby, Darby Allen! Darby Alley! I feel like Darby Allen should win, but I don't know that AEW sees it that way. So I'm going to say, what the hey, and I'm going to go with Darby Allen, because maybe there will be some sting fuckery in there, which gives Darby Allen the win, or helps the win, and I'm going to go with three points. All right. Uh, I see this going Darby's way as well. Uh, the only thing is, I'm thrown off. It, it's Timing's a bitch on this, because this is their second week touring. Uh, they have Rampage, the debut of Rampage coming up next month, which yours truly will be at. Uh, mm. And then they have All Out at the beginning of September. So I feel like they're like staggering some of these, I don't want to call them feud enders, but that, you know, this to me should put the end on Darby Allen and Ethan Page and Scorpio's guys feud. The only way it doesn't is if there's something fucky that happens. So there's always room for fucky. Uh, Darby has said many times that he doesn't want Sting like the, he doesn't need Sting's help. Like Sting's a great ally for him to have when he needs him, but he wants to prove that he can go out there and do Darby by being Darby, much to his own dismay because it's bit him in the ass by Scorpio Sky being with Ethan Page. So I, you know, I could definitely see like you know Darby opening up the casket to throw Ethan Page in after a coffin drop. Scorpio Sky being in there with like you know I don't know can of mace or whatever. And like getting Darby and then them double teaming him, put him in the, the casket a la Royal Rumble '94, I think it was '94, when Yokozuna mm -hmm. and uh, the, the, the Rogues Gallery of uh, Jim's Cornette uh, bamboozled The Undertaker. But yep. all that said, I, I, I feel like this is Darby's match to lose. You're 100% right. This should be Darby's, like, this, this should be the one to hang his hat on. So I'm putting a fiver on it. Um, because, wow. a, well, AEW is very formulaic, and I am very much in the same line of thinking as you are. 
that I think that this is going to be the one, like, this is going to be Darby's match in AEW. Like, he's kind of taken the, taken the, um, the proverbial uh, stick from the Undertaker and and running the next leg of it. So I think I like that that, that this is going to be his match. This is like a body bag match. So I'm confident that he'll that he'll win. Poot, what do you think? So how long has the feud between uh, Darby Allen and Ethan Page been going on? Well. Ethan, well, no, 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 no. Viewed... I don't need the giant history of it. I'm not being smart. I just, I know they've no. been, you know, there's history there. I uh, Ethan debuted before Double or Nothing because that match, uh, yeah, I don't even remember. It may, it may have even been Revolution that he debuted. Uh, and then he kind of aligned with Scorpio Sky, and then Sting got involved with that feud. So it's been probably a good four or five months, I'd say. In AEW, now they have history yeah, prior yeah. to that, but that's neither here nor there. No, yeah, but that—that's—that's that's kind of my point. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm really like, I feel like winning this match against Darby Allen would really push Ethan Page to a whole new level. Man, this is hard. I'm. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. I know it seems stupid, and like. I'm at the point now where I'm like, I'm so far back that it, not. No, not, no, I'm not well, like point wise. Yeah. But like, I'm, I'm far enough back that I'm like, fuck it. Let's get super weird and see if it pans out. You know what I mean? Um, so here's something to think about money in the bank. I'm betting is going to have at least seven to eight matches. Fighter fest night two is probably going to have at least five. And then, uh, fight for the Fallen's probably gonna have at least five as well. Yeah. So in theory, that's almost twenty matches, twenty more matches outside of these Jesus. to pick from. Oh that's yeah, man, like it's, a lot it's, of points. It's anybody's game. So while four points may seem insurmountable in a normal month, this ain't a normal month. So no. I mean, you do you do what you want to do, Pootski. I'm just letting you know the numbers are certainly not going to bury you with this early. Well, you know what? Just because my ethos so far has been, let's get weird with it. I'm going to yeah, get maybe. weird with it, but only a little weird with it. Just like a little bit weird. Like, you know, like I'm going to get like SpongeBob weird with this one. I'm going to get like SpongeBob what? weird with this one. Um, okay. Ooh. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm looking at the other, the rest of the card, and I'm kind of like, man. Oh, yeah, I'm not confident know. on any match, so I have no idea where I'm going to throw my five-pointer, or even my four-pointer, because I have no freaking idea. Man, I... <sighs> Fuck. This is, this, this, this is the one that, that really kind of made me go, like, because Darby... Darby, the, the the problem with Darby is that not even the problem, but like the thing with Darby is he could eat every pin in the universe and people would still love Darby Allen. He yep. has it's it's the Finn Balor effect. You know what I mean? Like, true. Oh yeah. So I mean, he could very well lose this casket match completely clean, and coming out and come out on the other side of it smelling like a rose.
Um, I'm going to say Paige with two. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I... yeah. like I said, well, I... like I said, I'm not confident in any of these picks. No, I, no anything and... that I pick, I'm not confident in. So who knows? no, and and that's that's the other thing is I'll fully admit, just with everything going on, how busy I've been, I've been really trying hard to watch regularly, and I've been really trying hard to to stay abreast of what's going on. But I've learned that intermittent watching and following the dirt sheets really causes a lot of cognitive dissonance yes it does oh, oh my, my God. yes it's a yep, ton of cognitive dissonance yep there's a difference between watching the show and like seeing the stuff being interwoven and like reading the results on a web page oh, no no disrespect to any website writer out there you good you, you you guys do a great uh, every every match write-up i've seen has been really good but like there's just like you can't it's you miss it, part of it yes especially if you're trying to do a combination of both there's definitely going to be something lost in the exchange so yeah and i mean like i said I, the, the only reason i'm putting five on that is because i feel like this is going to be darby's signature match if this was just a regular basic ass match i'd pick page all day but the casket coffin match really you know part of me that, really wants me. to wants to go like can i change um Too late. Yep. We're moving on. Yeah, it locks in. Yuka Sakazaki versus okay. Penelope Ford. Uh, Sakazaki was big in the beginning. Hasn't been around, obviously, because of COVID. Took part in the uh, women's eliminator tournaments they did back in the fall. That Thunder Rosa? Gosh, who won? Oh my god, I don't remember who oh boy, that's terrible. That um, just shows that just shows our point, and it's not bagging or being terrible here, but that just kind of proves the point that like AEW's women division needs some serious tweaking. It does. Um so sure she she she's the only way I remember her is she's the one that like, you know, kind of moves like a genie. She wears like the big parachute pants, she has like the big hoop earrings. That's how I differentiate her. And again, no disrespect. Uh, to, uh, to 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 Joshi fans out there, and I know that there are ones out there that probably listen to a podcast. I'm not trying to bring in disrespect. I just don't know enough, so that's the way that I differentiate. Yeah, that. no bagging. Um, and then Penelope Ford, um, who uh, has been with um, oh fuck, why can't I think of his name though? Jesus Christ, um, they they're with Miro. And uh, Kip Sabian. Yeah. Uh, she, she, she's the other. She's Kip Sabian's better half. Uh, Sabian's on the injured reserve. So now Penelope is here looking like a dime. So we have Yuka Sakazaki versus Penelope Ford. I feel like Yuka Sakazaki is going to win this one because this is her reintroduction to U.S. fans on U.S. soil. Uh, I think that this is a way of bolstering the women's division is by bringing, bringing back some of that Joshi product. And Penelope Ford has been eating a lot of pins, and she's looking good doing it. She looks great. She is really improving in the ring, um, but I don't think that she's there yet. So I think that she will continue to eat the pin, but I'm not 100% sold on this one, so that's why I'm putting a one-pointer on this one. Poot, Yuka, Penelope, who you got? Oh, it's absolutely going to be uh, 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 Yuka Sakazaki for one. I'm I'm following your lead here, Beef. Uh, just because y having 
Now, an AEW does a good job, and we've seen it happen numerous times before where someone re-debuts or debuts. Not a debut, but when they re-debut, they will eat a pin. You know, mm -hmm. because like Penelope Ford, that's the thing, too, is I know for a fact Penelope Ford's been eating a lot of pins. Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of like ah, uh, she could probably get a win and having a win over Yuka Sakazaki could probably give her a little bit of a rub. But I feel like Penelope Ford will eat this pin and then she'll start building up. So I'm going to say Yuka Sakazaki for one. Ransom. Clean sweep. How many points you want on Yuka? Clean sweep, baby. Oh, one as well? Okay. Moving right along. The, the feud that will not die. Oh. Matt Hardy. Money Matt Hardy versus Christian Cage. Um, You know, the history. It's been 30 years in the making. Not quite 30 years, but it's it's been a long, long damn time with these two. Uh, Consummate professionals. I like them both. Hootski, who you got on this one? This is just a straight wrestling match. Yeah. All right. This is going to kind of be the beginning of, well, not getting weird. Not getting weird with it, but, like, I'm going to put Christian for four. I feel like they're building Christian. I feel like they're pushing Christian. They're, you know, Matt Hardy, again, he's so likable. He could eat all the pins in the universe. And you know what? Having Matt Hardy lose this could re-break him. Um, so I'm going to put Christian Cage for four ransom um i'm also gonna go christian cage because he hasn't won at a quote-unquote big event yet he debuted at one he was in the casino battle royale lost that to jungle boy <laughs> oh pardon me uh, oh again dear lord i apologize for the gassiness of this episode um, I think, uh, you know, with Matt Hardy having been around for a while, I think it would be, I don't think Christian's one of those guys, especially having the WWE sheen on him and the fact that he's a veteran, he's been around for a while. I don't think Christian is going to have the, I guess, fan explosion if he loses and continues to lose. I feel like that, that could hurt him. So I think the smart play would be to have Christian win this one, especially since this will be, I believe, his first, like, quote-unquote, big match, singles match, since coming to AEW. I really feel like you don't want to give him a loss here. So I as well, I'm going to go with Christian, and I as well, I'm going to put four on it. Okie Uh You know, and, and this is a little indicative of one of the problems of AEW, which is big pocketbooks. Um, it's kind of like a fat guy at a Golden Corral. You walk around all the stations, you're like, ooh, 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 <laughs> and you pile your plate up, ooh, and you get your candy. table, and you get... Halfway through it, and you're like, what the fuck have I done? Ooh, fried chicken. Oh. Ooh, shrimp. And you, Ooh, ribs. You, you push it away, and then you're like, I could get a second plate. It's fine. So all the shit that you didn't eat on the first plate gets thrown away. Uh, my metaphor is this, that like they went out and they 
paid, I would imagine, a pretty penny for for Christian Cage. Um, good veteran hand, a very very likable dude who has made invented pay per views. Uh, maybe not the star caliber of his buddy Edge, but pretty fucking close. Uh, so they, they pay all this money for him, and then, you know, boom, they bring in Andrade. Boom, they bring in Alistair Black. Like, now, uh, you know, boom, they, they, they're they like, hey, you know what, let's start pushing our young guys and Darby and Jungle Boy and Hangman. All of a sudden, Christian is going, so I'm here for what exactly? And he's just cashing the checks and going to catering. Um, and, and that's, I'd rather have too much talent than not enough, but it would not surprise me if this comes back around at some point with being a problem. Just something to watch for. Uh, I am the match itself. I think I am also going to pick Christian Cage, um, because it does him, like you guys have said, he debuted at, um, double or nothing and hasn't done so much since then other than a couple of uh, run-ins and uh, hasn't he, he's had a match but he hasn't really done much of anything so this is going to be his big and i mean you know AEW probably had the foresight saying hey we're going to be going on the road in a couple of months let's kind of chill on him for a minute and then bring it back around so uh they, i i see i see christian winning this one i'm putting i'm putting three on it Brian Cage, the FTW champion, uh, reigning since he's been crowned by Taz, versus absolute Ricky Starks um, for the FTW title. This one's tough. Uh, and I'm glad that I don't have to go first. Um, Ransom, you're up on this one first. Who you got? Um... Since I really don't have a whole lot of backstory on anything that's going on with this match, and again, this is my pick, so either or both of you can feel free to tell me to pound salt because it's my pick and it's whatever, <laughs> but would either one of you care to lend some backstory on what's been going on with these two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll catch you up as best I can. Um, because that's, you know, even, even, even playing field, I wouldn't, wouldn't feel right taking the crown from his king unless I knew that I did it fairly. Um, so basically team Taz has been going through all this turmoil. Um, it started with some, some members of team Taz kind of costing a Brian cage, a couple matches. Yeah. And then like Brian and Ricky have kind of been in physical altercations back and forth, back and forth. Um, it looked like Brian Cage was going to be the one to split, but Taz kept saying, you know, hey, this is, you know, we're Team Taz, we're keeping it internal, everything's fine, we're all good. This week on um, Road Rager, before the event, Ricky Starks came out to cut a promo with his own personal security, saying that he, you know, before the title match next week, he he wanted to have security so that he doesn't get jumped again by Brian Cage. Taz comes out and says, what are you doing? You're you're embarrassing yourself. This is crazy. You know, Team Taz has your back. And Ricky's like, hey, you know what? I got to do me, bro. And then um, Brian Cage comes out through Team Taz and, you know, wallops on security. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure 
if one or both of them are going to be in Team Taz after the match. Um, I don't know who the face is in this scenario. I think it's Brian Cage, um, just by dint of how they kind of booked the altercation this week. Brian Cage is seeming like the face. Ricky Starks is seeming like the heel. Uh, it doesn't seem like Team Taz has a clear favorite. And it just seems like Taz wants the whole problem to go away so that they can get back to their business. Who, who did you say seems like the heel? Uh, Ricky Starks. Okay. Because wasn't that, uh, what was the last AEW pay-per-view? All Out? Mm-mm. Double or Double Nothing? Double or Nothing, yep. Wasn't, wasn't it a Double or Nothing where like Team Taz came out to try to help and yep well what's his what's his face what who is he it was it was hangman versus uh, it was hangman versus brian page or Bri- brian right. hangman page versus brian cage and Team right. Taz wasn't brian cage, cage trying to, to yep. yeah like wasn't he trying to like shoo them away wanting it to do it himself and then he got real pissed whenever team taz came out to try to interfere yep okay all right i think i'm i think i'm caught up uh, what are the two points that I have remaining? I know I have a five. What else do I have? A two. A two. Okay. Um, I'm going to go Brian Cage. Brian Cage? Johnny Is Cage. that it? Is that... Yeah, this is it. Brian Cage, yep. Damn it. Oh, Lord. Gee, I wonder if I should ever be on a wrestling podcast. Um, <laughs> hey, man. <clears throat> you know, Brian Cage, Christian Cage, Adam Page, uh, Ethan Page. Like, it's... Diamond Dallas Page. AEW's not making it easy. Nick Gage. So yeah, I'm Nick. Oh. Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. I'm gonna go with Brian Cage, and I'm gonna put a two on it just because. I don't know. I, I feel like he could come out as the face in this, and uh, I, I don't have a reason why. I just that's what I'm going with. I, don't, I have no idea. Um, I am picking Ricky Starks. Um, I feel like he's a, he's kind of a diamond in the rough. Uh, they plucked him from NWA back last summer during the whole Cody, like, open challenge thing. Uh, and he's really, uh, acquitted himself well. He has the look, he's got the vibe, he's got the intensity, and he's great in the mic, and he's really good in the ring, too. Um... So I think this might be a coming out party of sorts for him. Um, obviously, Brian Cage being the bigger, like, fucking physical, f- physical, physical specimen physical. that he is. Um, obviously, this is going to be a uh, uh, um, David and Goliath type thing with the heel working the David role, which is really weird. But I think at the end of the day, uh, Team Taz will get involved. And I think that they cost... Uh, the machine, the match, one way or the other. So I think that Ricky Starks walks out as the new FTW championship. And I think that you're right, Ransom. I think that then uh, Brian Cage looks like a house of fire, cleans out Team Taz, and we probably get like Brian Cage versus Will Hobbs at All Out and for, you know, your 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 usual big hoss match. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I think that this will uh, kind of put a rock on his back, so to speak. Poot! Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm putting two points on Ricky Starks. What do you think, buddy? I am agreeing with Beef on this one because absolutely, because I could see, you know, you said Taz isn't really picking a side. He just wants to get back to business. Can you just imagine that the promos that 
Taz and Ricky Starks because Ricky Starks is good on the stick as well. So I think that Phenomenal. like I think that both of them, especially with Ricky Starks having that belt, he can lord it over Brian Cage. He can lord it over everyone. They can actually elevate that belt to a point where it's not just something that was put on a big beefy boy. So like Ooh. it. This this is something that I think Ricky Starks needs. I think it's something that could light the fuse of Ricky Starks. And I think this will also be a good way to separate Brian Cage from Taz's faction and put him towards a main event spot that he really deserves. So I'm going Ricky Starks for three. Well put. The main event, well, the perceived main event, I don't know where they're going to go with this. Who knows? But... To me, what I think was the main event of next week would be John Moxley versus Carl Anderson, Machine Gun Carl Anderson of the Good Brothers. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, you probably know that Carl Anderson is an accomplished singles wrestler. He's not just a tag team guy. He worked a lot in Japan as a singles guy. Um, they he was he was like one of their top gaijin for a long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, and it wasn't until you know he found big. Big LG in the Bullet Club that they really started putting some magic together, no pun intended. So, um, you know, this isn't as as sure a thing as they as 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 it may seem. I don't mean to sow any seeds of doubt. I'm just kind of throwing this out. Um, you know, I, I just like they're talking. They 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 made reference of it on on air that uh, Carl Anderson is heading to Japan and he wants to take the U.S. belt back with him. So that would be an interesting angle, obviously. You know, the guy, the the OG, recapturing and reclaiming the, the title and taking it back to foreign soil. Um, I it, But, I mean, it's... Jan Maxley. Uh, I'm, up, I'm up first. I'm picking Moxley. Uh, I don't put my four pointer on it because again, it's John Moxley. Um, so that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Poop, this is your five pointer. Who you got? Oh, you remember when I said I was getting weird? Here we go. Machine Gun Carl Anderson for five, baby. Okay. I think with him heading back that way, I think honestly, yeah, I know the the Good Brothers will be a tag team. They'll be a this, but I think having him roll back in there with a belt. Uh, and and having him kind of reclaim uh, after everything that he went through, um, uh, what you know, self-inflicted it may be, but rebuilding himself, rebuilding his career, and rebuilding everything that you know that he's he's kind of uh, had in the past. Uh, you know, uh, was it uh, you know, iron sharpens iron and fire tempers steel. You know what I mean? People come out the other side of bad shit in a better way. And I think if he is going to wander his way back over to Japan, it would look great if he walked in there with the belt and said, I didn't even need to be here to be one of the best. You know what I mean? So I'm going to get weird with it. And this is where I'm getting weird. And this is where I'm going to absolutely lose my, lose my even close shot at the belt. I'm going machine gun, Carl Anderson with five. Interesting. Ransom. So I like Poot's line of thinking. Um, but I'm, I'm going to differ with him don't, here. Don't, don't, don't like my line of thinking. I'm just getting weird <laughs> with it this month. No, I do. I like, I like Poot's line of thinking, but I'm going to disagree on my pick with him. 
because I feel in my, it can't be emphasized enough, it, italicized, underlined, bold, highlighted, amateur booking opinion. I feel as though him losing to John Moxley here, going to Japan and having Moxley show up in Japan and defend that belt against Carl Anderson in Japan, and then Carl Anderson taking it from him there, I feel like that's going to lead to a better, a better quote-unquote pop. Boy, that's some good-looking thinking. Well, like, like I said, italicized, underlined, bold, highlighted, amateur booking opinion. Um, I, just, I think it would be a bigger impact for Carl Anderson to go there John Moxley to follow for a one-off match. And instead of Carl Anderson rolling in with the belt, I feel like Carl Anderson winning the belt in Japan from John Moxley would lead to a bigger result for Carl Anderson in Japan. So that's why I'm going to choose John Moxley with my fiver. Okay. Again, could be way off. I fantasy book shit before that has been nowhere close to the mark. So I have no reason to believe that this is anywhere based in a reality of possibility of happening. At the end of the day, the reason that I'm so fervent that I think Mox is going to win this match is because I... The, the belt is really all that's tethering him to New Japan right now. And I think he's too big of a star internationally for New Japan just to let walk away. Now, I'm not saying he, you know, he loses a belt and he's gone from New Japan altogether. That's not going to be the case, I don't think. But, like, having him with that belt gives him an easy excuse to say, hey, come on back for the G1. Or, hey, you know, come on back for, um, you know, um, oh, God, I don't even know the next, the, the next, the next pay-per-view. The next special event they have, and uh, I know the, the the baseball events that they were going to have in the baseball stadiums are canceled. So, um, but but it basically gives them a, a tether to him to say, "Hey, we're pulling your lease, get back here." So, and, and now with things opening up, perceivably, uh, as long as you're not in Canada, um, you know things things seem to be getting back to quote unquote normal. So, I think I think that he's too big of a star to lose that belt in the U.S on dynamite i mean yes it's fighter fest but it's it's dynamite so um so here we go this these, these are the picks as they stand right now it is uh ransom and i picking darby uh, i have five ransom has three Toot picking ethan page with two us going across the board for yuka sakazaki with one point which means penelope for is definitely gonna win yep. uh, hardy and christian we're all going christian uh, you two picking uh, him with four. I'm picking him with three. Uh, Brian Cage versus Ricky Starks. Putin and I picking Starks uh, three and two, respectively. Ransom with two points on Cage. And then uh, in the main event, uh, Ransom and I going Boxley. Five for Ransom, four for me. And five points on Carl Anderson for Poot. So, uh, this uh, Poot is certainly... Well, again... This is this is a big month, so so nothing's going to absolutely bury you. Nothing is absolutely going to you know put you into the uh, the uh, oh oh into the in, into the heavens. But 
this five points on Anderson could go a long way. Dude, listen. There is always another month. There is always another shot at the belt. So you are, you are correct, I figured with how dense this month is, let's just have some fun and get fucking weird with it. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, the, like, and that's that's part of the ethos, honestly. And, you know, just a little bit of a side. That's kind of part of the ethos of this whole um, this whole, you know, change in the, the way we do picks and everything like that is, you know, I wanted it to be a little bit more kind of out there i wanted it to be a little more exciting you know and and you know sitting down with beef and kind of talking out the logistics and and asking ransom what he thought and getting his take on it like getting getting these ideas and getting these things set in stone i went oh man this is going to just open everything up and i really feel like it has i mean people are participating you know we have three parentheses four people uh participating <laughs> with this and and i think that's a huge step you know what I mean? Compounding with how how active our very own uh, Ben the Knee King is uh, on social media and his YouTube channel and our YouTube channel and with, you know, us on Facebook, you know, putting things out, you know, only having the pics available here. I feel like, you know, we're kind of, you know, dialing in and refining things. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm digging it and I'm glad to bring in some participation this month. And Participation uh, um... award! Super excited that one of the guys outside the P3 right now is uh, atop the leaderboard yeah. with Ransom. Um, so that, that that's awesome. And I'm really super stoked that everybody's still in the fight. I honestly, uh, truthfully, think it's going to come down to Money in the Bank. Uh, just because I think there's going to be like a density of matches there uh, that uh, that is not going to have. Because I think, I think they're going to go like a full-fledged pay-per-view here. Uh, and then uh, I, you know, my, I think, I honestly think it could come down to the Money in the Bank winner, winners, I should say. So, uh, those are our picks. Um, and here comes Tom. Hi, Tom. Hello. I was not expecting you to make it on at all tonight, and I will get my picks to you gentlemen later on. So, did you tie up that work? No. Wow. No, oh. I didn't, and it's fear. It's infuriating. So I'm gonna break kayfabe for a second here. All right, go for it. All right, this is this is gonna turn into the uh, the vent cast here for a second. So uh oh, yeah, no. Um, basically the problem is at the house, we have uh, all the outlets and everything else in the house is fine, but we don't have our dining room ceiling light. We don't have the kitchen ceiling fan light. We don't have the basement lights or the downstairs uh, in the basement, the bathroom light or our laundry room light. Wow. How, however, the outlets that are in the basement, the ones that my dad and I just put in are fine. They're on their they're on a different breaker anyways. But there are two other outlets that are on the far end of our basement near my garage that are getting if anybody understands electrical you'll understand this and if not try to follow along there those outlets are getting power from a junction box which is also right next to one of the basement lights that is currently out and not working so that light gets power from that junction box so why is the light out but the outlets aren't we don't know i my brain hurts 
from thinking so much so i i don't blame you dude that that shit gets real fucky especially when you're dealing with like old wiring like, yeah because like, back then there was no like regulation oh, there was oh yeah nothing. and i was following the wire along and like besides old wire we know that there's old wire there there is also some now it's it's the current wire. it's it's the same as the current wire that we're using but it itself is probably just a little older or whatever but it is like 12 2 with ground so there is some of that there but man fucking electrical work fuck that shit <laughs> reminds me of the uh the, the episode of friends where they're in uh, where, where monica and rachel are now living in channel and joey's apartment and monica's spazzing out about that light switch that keeps turning on nothing's happening and here it's controlling the uh, the TV over in the Monica and Rachel's old apartment. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's, that's kind of kind of the same feel. Like, why? Why yeah. are you doing this to me? Dude. Oh, I yep. love There is one outlet that isn't working. It's in our dining room. Uh, but the other two, the the other two outlets in the dining room are independent of that one. And they're working just fine. So, yeah, the, fuck me. Right. Well, the the, the um, I, I, I said, man, my my uh my my ba my lovely bassist in hellbent and uh also member of the uh hookah chats podcast who i've mentioned before uh is yeah. studying to be uh an electrician like he and he already knows about electrical work but he's going there basically to go okay now i can tell people hey here this you know fine yeah. you want me to have a piece of paper fine i'll do it and he's learning a lot uh and you know if you need help i'm sure he would be willing to to you know to give you a make handy. the drive from clearfield <laughs> dude no you don't understand yeah. us you guys can make fun of clearfield shit all you want but beef can attest to this oh, no 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 i'm saying make Will. the drive from clearfield that's oh. a hell of a that's a trek dude he would and even if i said matt i'll get, you know get you some beers and we'll we'll you know hang out and we'll go to pittsburgh and we'll get a burger or something like he would absolutely probably come check it out and help you like, we'll have to discuss this more yeah. off, off the podcast for sure. Yeah. Also, sorry, Matt, for throwing you under the bus like that, but I'm gone up. No, he's not. <laughs> he's volunteering not. Of services. Uh, look, speaking of uh, burgers and volunteering of services, Beef said something earlier. Uh, Alistair Black is now somewhere. Yes, sir. He made his, yeah, he made his official debut as Malachi Black yeah. on, uh, on AEW Road Rager. Uh, oh shit! I'm fucking black. here for it. I am here. Yeah, for man. Oh. And he came out with the the eye that Seth Rollins popped out. Um, he, he with it with it like all blackened and like he was wearing like a, a, a pale blue contact in it. Like he was working the eye angle, and I'm like, that's fucking big brain right there. That's you know? how you like, fucking do. Like, like now who who was uh. Alistair Black, what was his name on the Indies? Tommy oh, Tommy End. Tommy End. And, and they did so, make reference to that on Dynamite as well. Now, I do have a question then. So, does somebody have Tommy End trademarked? Is there a reason why he came to AEW not as Tommy End, but as Malachi Black? I can now, I get it. I like, can. Hold I, on. Hold on. I get it. Like, Everybody knows him, you know, from WWE fame as Aleister Black, yada, yada, yada. But I, when I put the two names back to back, when I put Tommy End beside Malachi Black, 
I'm not here for the name. Now, I understand, like, I have no doubt in my mind that I'm going to have opposition to this, especially on this podcast, and that's fine. I'm not arguing anything with anybody. Maybe after a while that name will grow, but right now, it, 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 when I hear the name Malachi Black, I think Mordecai. Yeah, yeah. Now, I understand they're character-wise not going to be the same thing. It's not, I know that. But that's where my mind goes. My mind goes to that character, Mordecai, when I hear Malachi Black. So I'm just wondering why he didn't go with Tommy End, if there was a reason for that. May, well, may I? Are, may I? Beef, yeah, may I? Real real quick, I just want to say, like, we're the kind of people that remember names like Ludwig Borga, <laughs> Bastian Booger, and Heidenreich. Yeah. The normal fan that's watching right now has no fucking idea who or what a Mordecai is. Fair so, enough. Fair enough. Um, like we 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 are atypical, and I think I think that you know exactly what I was gonna say. So please, if, uh, say it more eloquently. If I may. Okay. So whenever whenever uh, Alistair Black, Tommy and Mordecai Black, whatever you want to say, the way that I gleaned from this was whenever I watched his live stream discussing his release because he's on Twitch, and I highly advise you go follow it and also watch the um the the interview or the the basically the live stream he did where he talked about this That's, and the what is his twitch i'm gonna follow that right um now. i'm pretty sh oh son of a bitch i think it's tommy end i think it is under tommy end um i can't remember off the top of my head but like if you go and and watch that and follow him like if you watch that whole thing his creativity and how he weaves this character and you hear about the stuff he did in wwe that was like a bunch of minutia to like like it, the color of his ring gear was reflective of his mood the character's mood and like what he was going for like it's it's really fascinating the amount of thought that he put into it that just didn't come across because wwe ham fists the piss out of everything so like <laughs> you 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 really should go and watch like that but then seeing him debut now as Mordecai Black and seeing okay. him uh, or not Mordecai, Mordecai. oh sorry Mordecai there it was Black nailed it. all right anyway the uh, Malachi Black you see him debut as this what I'm getting from this is that and they're making so many references to Tommy end you know like JR did it because JR does JR things but like um you know if if you if you hear that, and then also if you go onto his Instagram and watch the short film that he produced about his debut and everything, the acting's kind of meh. However, however, the ethos there, they called him Tommy. You know, they kept calling him Tommy, and he's, you know, my name's not Tommy, my name's not this. What I think we're going to get from this down the road from him is that you're going to have a in it may be done obviously a different way but you're going to get into a jushin thunder liger and kishin liger situation i think you're going to run into that i think eventually tommy end is going to to come out you're going to have a duality and i think it'll be done well enough because he understands what he's going for he's a very creative dude he's a very thoughtful dude uh, especially when it comes to his career and character. I think that's what we're going to get with um, Malachi Black and Tommy End. I really think so, we're going to get that duality. 
Um, it kind of this, backs it that up. Be, is it going to be a duality like um, Bray Wyatt and the Fiend? Kind of. And um, what's his face and the Demon? Finn, Finn Balor. Balor and the Demon. Yes. So I think it's going to be like that. So I and, and I I kind of see where Poot's headed here, and I, and I think it's going to be more permanence, not like switchy through back and forth, but kind of like what they're doing with Big Money Matt. Yes. And Broken Matt Hardy. Yes. Where like a switch will be flipped, and there's no saying that that switch then won't be flipped back, but at some point, um, Malachi Black will redeem himself and then become Tommy End again. And then Tommy End may lose his battle with the demons and become Malachi Black. To, to Poot's point, uh, Excalibur said, you know, I wrestled Tommy End. I know Tommy End. This is That's not Tommy Yeah, but Yeah, this is not Tommy End. This is Malachi Black. This is somebody different. To give credence to exactly what Poot's talking about. Yeah, and At like... At the end of the day... Go, Poot. And, and that... And that's, but that's the thing is that like having this done this way, I'm sure there are going to be people out there that are criticizing how he's doing it and criticizing what they're going for and, and everything. But th the thing that I'll tell people out there who have any doubts about this is like, you need to absolutely trust a completely unhandcuffed Tommy end. Like, you know, you have to, because it's really I'm really excited to see what he's doing now. And to be perfectly fair, I am a wild Tommy N Mark. Like I, I like Tommy N Alistair black, uh, Malachi black, whatever you want to call him. I think he is creative. He has a good look and he's really entertaining. So like, I, I, I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm excited to see what they do with that duality since they are kind of heavily mentioning the fact that he is also Tommy N um i i'm just i'm thrilled that aew is his home well and I, and I think at the end of the day i think it comes down to the point that ransom made as well is name recognition nothing against tommy end he had a fine career overseas uh he was not an american professional wrestler he was a you know uh dane he's, he's danish right poot yeah, he's Danish. He was he was primarily in Germany, UK. Japan, UK, like right. that. Yeah. So people knew of Tommy End in the the US, but like he wasn't familiar. How people, and especially, and this is where Tony Khan's really smart. His audience is the same audience that watch NXT. Is the same audience that watches Raw. And yes, a hundred percent, there are going to be those people that are going to be like, "Well, he should be Tommy End. That's it. He should be Tommy End." But at the end of the day, people are going to resonate with that name Black. They're going to go, oh, it's Aleister Black from, from, from WWE. You know, uh, assuming that there are marks that catch AEW, and I'm sure that there are, they, you know, they're not going to know the Tommy Ann story. They're not going to know all this other bullshit. So if he comes out as Tommy End, then they're going to be, it, it's going to lead to more confusion. Whereas Malachi Black, it's, it's it's a more I hate using the word biblical, but it's kind of a biblical name like Alistair Malachi. They kind of go hand in hand. And obviously, Black the surname is the same. I think it's a smart marketing move. Same as Andrade. Uh, they they kept Andrade and they added El Idolo, which makes every bit of sense in the world. So he Tommy and Al Alistair Black 
Malachi Black, whatever you want to call him, had everyone thought that he had a 90-day contract, uh, no compete clause. Uh, Meltzer, and you know, help you, you know how Meltzer is, six one away half a dozen the other, you know. Uh, he's reporting that he actually had a 30-day non-compete clause, which uh would make sense here, and that it was done because of a um uh writing snafu, just a, just an oversight when it came up from NXT. Apparently NXTs don't have uh, NXT athletes don't have 90-day compete clauses, they have uh, 30-day compete clauses, so no compete clauses. So whenever they go and they get an official like you know pro contract quote unquote pro contract with wwe not just the nxt like talent contract that's bumped up to 90 days apparently with black that never happened so he skirted and the best part was not a soul knew nobody knew that alistair black was in town no one knew and uh, you know he was saying all the things that made you go, oh, he's probably definitely going to go to AEW without saying, hey, I'm going to AEW. But for him to show up two months before anybody thought he would, priceless. It, it was, it was yep. a tremendous debut. Now, I do have a serious question. How long is it going to be before JR refers to him as Aleister Black? <laughs> I I don't I honestly don't think that will be the case because Jr. wasn't super heavy whenever he was in heavily it wasn't super he wasn't heavily there. involved yeah he wasn't there he wasn't so there he knows so him he as no reason yep. he knows him as Tommy End and now Malachi Black if anything okay. if, if if anything he'll be called Tommy End more than Malachi Black yeah um and that's you know that's Jr. being Jr. although he was better this week. Um, so yeah, you, you saw the, the in-ring debut of Andrade, uh, which was and all the, his in his entrance gear. <laughs> loved it. Love the, uh, the shout out to LIJ. Yeah. Like that was very smart. I don't know why they were so close up, close up on his chest and his, uh, his mask. I mean, I, I thought it was cool, but I think I think Who's it was LIJ? Body. Uh, Los, uh, Ingobernables. Los Ingobernables de Japón. Right. Or Los okay. Ingovernables, which means the ungovernable. Basically, they are uh, one of the big four factions in New Japan um, that's headed up by uh, Tetsuya Naito, uh, which contains, um, well, used to contain evil um, and, um, oh, hell. I It's been so long since I watched in, uh, New Japan. Sonata. Sonata, wasn't Sonata. it Sonata? Bushi. Yeah. Um, so, and then they, they also had a stable in, in Mexico in AAA that Tetsuya Naito was also the leader of, uh, which was, uh, Los Ingobernables de, uh, Mexico, Mexico, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So it was him and uh, La Sombra and some other cats. Um, so it was, it was a very smart nod. I'm not wowed by his theme. His, his yeah, theme it's kind of doesn't meh. impress me, but his look, his style, Everything about it screamed, this guy is going to be here for a while. And also, that guy is made out of cast freaking iron. He looks like a million bucks. Like, for him to wrestle and debut wrestling and for, Ella, for uh, Malachi Black to um, debut on the same show is telling 
basically saying, hey, look what WWE had like less than two months ago. Now we got him and watch what we're going to do. So all that. So his debut, you said, happened last night at the Road Rager thing. That is correct. So basically okay. the lights went out during Cody's match and then it came back on and he was Cody was like, OK, whatever, because uh, apparently the strap match was not the like the strap match they had before. This strap match was a four corner strap match. Yeah, so what? Got, I don't know. Don't uh, don't ask so... questions. There were there was there was there was no nothing said differently. It they 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 didn't they the, while explaining the rules, they were like they had to touch four corners, and I'm like, oh, so it's a different type of strap match. So it's okay. a four corners match, not a strap match. Got it. Um. Well, I yeah. mean. Well, uh, so just uh, just out of curiosity, because I wasn't here earlier for the picks. Uh, I, I do. Did you go over like what the results were for? Um, because I because I know you put it in the chat, but I had I have no idea like yeah who won uh, what or anything. Real quick, uh, Ransom and Dave are tied with twenty three. No, no, no. Won... Uh, well, oh no, I meant I meant more so like the actual no. like the no, the breakdown of like match. yeah the no. results of the match. Thank you. Nope, nope, because we haven't. Uh, we 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 literally finished our picks whenever you showed up. Um, and now we're talking AEW because I think this is the bigger news. And I think honestly, AEW put on the better show this week. Um, okay. and again, I, everyone's screaming, Oh, you don't have to compare them. It's not AEW versus NXT anymore. You can enjoy them both. I get it. Yes. But at the end of the day, they're forever going to be joined together because they're the same type of talent, the same type of booking, the same type of fans watching. And they were on the same fucking night for damn near a year. So they're forever going to be handcuffed together. Um, I, you know, the, the other big thing to me, to me, yeah, man, that came out of Road Rager was the fact that um, they had in attendance from USC, uh, USC, UFC, uh, Jorge Masvidal, uh, one of the greatest. I think he's a middleweight. I'm not 100 percent on that, but he he's 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 a great puncher and uh, the greatest UFC women. One of the greatest, if not the greatest, and I think she's the greatest UFC women. Adrian McAfee? No, uh, is uh, uh, Amanda Nunes, uh, the 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 lioness. Uh, oh, Amanda cool. Nunes. Uh, she's a dual. She she's holding both titles uh, in UFC for both weight classes for the women. I, I only know her from the Modelo commercials. I've never seen any of her fights. All right. So they they they, they had those two with the coach of America Top Team, okay. and um, like Tony Schiavone went out into the crowd was like, "Hey, we're here with Jorge Masvidal and Amanda Nunes and the uh, the coach of America Top Team, uh, which is a UFC quote unquote stable. They're you know the the, the gym team, the, 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 the you know where they all train." Yeah, kind of yeah. like how the kind of like how the what the Shamrocks had the lines then or whatever, but right. back in the day. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, Team, team Gracie, etc. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, the the coach and I believe his name is Dan. Oh, I'm gonna butcher the last name. Anyway, Severn. He no. Severn. Oh, damn you! Poop. He got on the mic and basically cut a heel promo. Uh, Dan Lambert. He basically cut a heel promo on AEW. That led to Lance Archer coming out and just uh, hitting him with the uh, um, I can't remember uh, Lance Archer's finish with what, what they call it uh, in here. The pain the, the stick. Reverse, yeah, the 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 reverse Rager's Edge. Um, you know, t to me, 
you don't go on national TV like that if you're in UFC unless Dana White says, sure, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So, because I don't, if, now, UFC is a weird crowd of cats. I love UFC. It's awesome, and it's way better than watching WWE pay-per-views. Save NXT and AEW pay-per-views. UFC is way more fun to watch. Um, so they don't always conform to rules, uh, i.e. Conor McGregor, who kind of does his own fucking thing. Um, and, and at the end of the day, if, if you're making money, Dana White's like, hey, fuck it, do what you want. As long as you show up here, uh, you know, with weight, you're fine. But at the end of the day, I, I got to believe that two big names like that and, and, and a big name team wouldn't do something like this without his go ahead. Which tells oh, me I doubt it. I doubt that, it. That, that Tony Khan has, to me, a better what? working relationship with um, with Dana White than Vince McMahon has. After two years, Tony Khan has a better relationship than what Vince McMahon had has his whole career. That's because he's not a crazy megalomaniac asshole. Like, or at least Nailed he it. doesn't seem like it. That's the problem Nailed is it. that he has the best interests of it's see now, obviously he wants himself to come out on top. He wants himself to come out, you know, you know, smelling like a rose, but I think he also goes, listen, if we work together, we're all going to make a shit. Fuck you ton of money. And yep. he wants everyone to make a lot of money because the be the better that deals work for both parties, the more they'll want to work together, the more leeway both sides will get and the better everyone will do including the fans and that's something that vince mcmahon doesn't understand i want to keep going on this thread but i want to put a button on something really quick if you don't mind sure, do it all right so you might be sitting here thinking when was alistair black released from wwe oh that's right the beginning of june it is what currently day that's right thursday uh july 8th right how is that Not possible better. the 90 day compete clause right we oh, you touched on that when I pissed? Yeah. Oh, damn it. Yep, yep, yep. You bowed oh. out. About, about, about you bowed out. Sorry, and Poot. Yeah, thanks, Beef. Uh, <laughs> by the way, by the way, I'm looking... was pissing and Beef was pissing and Poot's Wheaties. Yeah, oh, buddy. No. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm, I'm looking on Instagram at... Uh, I just at love Tommy that, Ann's, though. Uh, at his, at his uh, shirt, the all the fakes are snakes. I like it. Dude, right? It, it's like neat. It's neat. It's, dude, his merch is always great, too. But I, it, you know, just, I, I know I wasn't here for that because I was off pissing. Sorry, small, tiny bladder. Right. My bad. Um, um, also, but, also, real quick for just to uh, tickle Beef's pickle here, uh, since I know he's such a Keith Lee mark. I, right before that Tommy N post on Instagram, I, I see Keith, a post mm -hmm. from Keith Lee, and it's uh, him holding up the NXT uh north american and nxt heavyweight title and it said uh many of you are reminding me of this day a year ago so much has happened since then it feels so long ago he says patient my patience my friends there is zero quit capital in me so don't you quit capital on me i miss you and love you so i'm like why i don't know I, i'm i'm wondering uh if and when we're gonna see something from him but i just wanted to throw that since i was uh perusing the instagram and then after that, it was uh, Casey Catanzaro and Caden uh, Cross twerking, because why not? I, you know, I'm, I'm really six one away half a dozen of the other on Keith Lee. Uh, you know, Mia Yim went to SmackDown, she had a match, and she hasn't been on in about three weeks. 
Oh, oh, they got her. They got her. Did they get her out of the stupid? Yes, yeah, she uh, out of retribution. She was Mia Yim on SmackDown, but Christ, she was there for a cup of coffee and hasn't been seen since. But it's still, um, but it's still, it's hopeful in the fact that, like, I mean, now that retribution's pretty much dead, that they won't have any of that bullshit again with her. Well, the reason I bring that up because we know that they're engaged. That Keith Lee and Mia Yim are engaged, right? Part of me feels like Keith Lee's like, you know what? I'm going to keep my head down. I'm going to work as hard as I can at WWE. Even though they may not be throwing me all the bones that I want them to be throwing me, I'm going to work as hard as I can. The other side, the more excited side, says, you know what? He's just sitting there, writing his contract out, saying, you know what? I'll be done soon. And when I'm done... It's all gonna be in it's 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 all gonna be in the weeds, man. Like he's gonna go and he's gonna explode somewhere. Um, well, I think it's I think it's a combination of both. Like I think he's gonna continue to do what WWE is asking him to do, but at the same time, I think he's going to just he's gonna keep his head down and write out that contract. I don't think he's gonna say no. Like if they're like, hey, we want you to come and be on Raw and you're gonna do this, I don't think he's gonna say no. I think he's gonna do it. But I don't think he's going to be lobbying and pushing and bugging and fighting, scratch, and clawing to get his way back on TV. Like, I think he's going to do what they tell him to do. And if they just don't say anything to him, I think he's just going to keep his head down. And it's just, it's just time. That's all it is. And when his time is up, and I feel like this, I feel like with Malachi Black, Andrade, I think with these guys if they see a big fan explosion, if they see a large amount of success, if they see, you know, artistic, they're, they're heard. Like their artistic vision is heard in AEW. Not that they have creative control, but their ideas are heard. And they're allowed to, to roll with it and, and, you know, make their career what it is. I think, and again, speculating, I know shit about wrestling. I just talk about it on this dumb little podcast. But I would have to think that other talent in WWE or NXT who see what happens when you go from NXT to the main roster and then from the main roster to obscurity, I think they're going to see these other young guys who go to AEW and have their ideas heard and see their fan base explode and see them used properly. They're going to do the same thing. If they become unhappy, or even if they hear rumblings of like, well, your time in NXT is going to be done soon, you're going to be going to the main roster, blah, blah, blah. I really, I really have to believe that a lot of them, especially the young guys, will go, you know what? I'm going to keep my head down. I'm going to do what I'm asked, or I'm going to do what I'm told. I'm not going to make waves. But when my contract is up, I'm done. And I'm going to go somewhere else. Because you have to be able to and we're looking at this from a third-party view. You would, you would have to think that the people that are living this under the WWE umbrella, the talent, they have to see, like, hey, look what happened to Finn Balor when he went to the main roster. <laughs> look at Samoa Joe. <laughs> look at Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Keith Lee. The list goes on. They have to look at that and go, oh, that doesn't seem great. Over and, here at AEW, this seems like a hell of a lot better. We are heard 
And I think that is probably the biggest thing. As a wrestler, you're not just a guy who goes to work, does what they're told, and goes home at the end of the day. You're, you're cultivating and creating a character for yourself. You're living a character. And when WWE stifles people and does shit like they did with The Fiend, they took something that Bray Wyatt cultivated and created. And then look at it now. Swamp Wizard Bray Wyatt, The Fiend Bray Wyatt. Look at what they've done to that. And then you look over here at AEW where ideas are heard. People listen to you. People give you the opportunity. They say, you know what? If, if, you, if you have this vision, if you have this idea, we're here for it. Roll with it. If it works, great. You've done something successful. If it doesn't work, hey, you know what? We'll figure something else out. I have to think that more and more young talent in WWE is going to see that and go, uh-oh. Maybe WWE isn't the promised land. Maybe over here is better for me because I'm heard, I'm listened to. My ideas are cultivated and grown, not stifled and stomped upon. And, you know, I, I think, first of all, I don't think we say this enough. It's a tragedy that we're having this conversation right now because, you know, yes. y you think about it because, and, and not nothing against AEW or anything or any of the other uh, other promotions that are out there, but like, you know, you got to feel for the talent who are not only young and this is their dream and they make it to the quote unquote promised land and you look around and it's just like desolate. You know, all your hard work and everything has gotten you to this point and you're, you know, clawing, fighting, kicking, screaming, some people sleeping in cars and to get to this point and 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 then what? You're like, where's my career go gonna go from here? When you reach the top of the mountain and you realize, oh, it, it it's a foothill. There's nowhere for me to go, and if I do, I'm gonna f flame out really quick, and I'm gonna be relegated to the undercard or to strictly house shows or hell released before my time is done. And then what do I do from there? Of course, there's plenty of opportunities, more so than frankly ever. But the point is. You know, whenever someone goes to WWE, I mean, it's, you know, it should be like, this is it. This is the pinnacle. This is, this is something huge. And it's not anymore. We, we look at it as like, oh boy, they're going to fuck these people up. And then what's going to happen to them? They're going to leave the industry. They're going to move on to something else. Their dream's going to be dead. Or, oh, they'll go to AEW. They'll go to NWA. They'll go to Japan. They'll go to Impact, whatever. And they'll be used better. Or at least they'll still keep being able to keep doing the thing they love to do like and and that brings me back around to my original statement it's a tragedy that we constantly talk about wwe this way i'm not saying it's not warranted mm -hmm. but it's 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 a shame it is so, it is a shame because of the global reach that they have because of how big they are they there is no reason why young talent shouldn't be exploding in wwe there's no reason why young talent go from being the king of the mountain at, at nxt up to the main roster and flourish there's there's no reason for that to happen and i'm my hope is that as long as the bullshit in wwe continues my hope is that more and more young talent 
we'll begin to see WWE for what it really is. WWE is a mirage in the desert. You think you're making it to the promised land. You're struggling. You're, you're you know, busting your ass. You're tired. You're hot. You're thirsty. You see this beautiful paradise, and you think, finally, after all of my hard work, I've made it. Finally, I've made it. But it's not the paradise that you see from afar. Once you get there, you realize that that paradise is a mirage. And my hope is that, A, when a certain someone is no longer there, that will change. But until that person goes away and until that change happens, I hope that people really do start to see WWE as the mirage that it really is. It's not the promised land anymore. Back in the day, maybe it was. Maybe that was the big time. But nowadays, it's not because it's not just about money anymore. Tony Khan has the money. It's not just about being on television. Tony Khan's got the TV deals. Now, instead of it being about those things, it's about your creativity being grown. It's about you sowing the seeds of your character and, and, and allowing your talent to be shown both in the ring, on the mic, and in your mind. And AEW is doing all of that. And again, like Poot said, it's a travesty that we have to talk about it like that. It's a travesty that we have to constantly shit on WWE and praise AEW for the things that they're doing. But the fact of the matter is, there's a reason why that's happening. There's a reason why we talk about this like we do. Because we can see it. If you watch the programming, you can see it happening. You can see it before your eyes. If you take off the rose-colored WWE glasses of, you know, the nostalgia of the Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era, you take that off and you start to realize, oh, it's not the big time anymore. It's not the promised land. Yes, WWE does have WrestleMania, the biggest wrestling show, arguably, that is, is out there right now. But is it really worth struggling and having your ideas stomped on shot down and you being put in stupid, dumb, terrible angles, being handed a script week after week and being told, you read this. This is what you say. In order to get yourself that WrestleMania moment, is it worth it? Maybe. To some people, it might be worth it. But to others, they might look at it and go, you know what? Being handed a script, being my ideas being stomped and shat upon all the time, it's not worth that WrestleMania moment. I'd rather go somewhere that doesn't have the clout that WrestleMania has but lets me be me and lets me show my artistic creativity and, and backs that and embraces it and doesn't hand me a script week after week and say, word for word, you read this. End of speech. So, so and oh. just to, yeah, just to um, put some, some thoughts and some, 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 some uh, terrible things here. Keith Lee signed in May of 2018. Uh, it's speculated that most NXT contracts are between three and five years. Um, my now, do they sign a new contract when they go from NXT to Raw or SmackDown? That's... I don't know. Alistair Black like, Does that restart didn't. and sign an extension? I'm hoping not. But who knows? Well, and again, I'm just 100% just throwing updates and speculating. But his last independent 
a booking was on May 25th of 2018. Uh, that would put us right in that wheelhouse of a three-year contract. And it, it appears to me that Keith Lee is not the type of guy who's going to throw people under the bus. He's not going to burn bridges. Nope. I think if Keith Lee's contract is over, the only people that know about it are probably WWE, Keith Lee, and Mayhem. Maybe Keith Lee's best friends and stuff, but I mean, outside of that, and I think he's probably sitting on it. So, for example, if he had a, you know, uh, a contract beginning May 25th of 2020, of 2018, that would lead it, to, again, speculation, a three-year contract would be up May 25th of 2021. A 90-day compete clause would put that right around August, the end of August, or the beginning of September. Which, oh, by the way, just happens to be AEW's biggest pay-per-view of the year. Now, again, I am not putting my mouth on trouble. I don't want to speculate. I don't want to sit here and say, oh, I know this because I read this, or Dave Meltzer said that, or anything. I'm saying that like when I saw so I saw that Malachi Black debuted in AEW before I saw it on AEW and it bummed me out a little bit because I'm like holy fuck but I still had that holy fuck moment when I saw him I still got the goosebumps I still got like you know I still like wow that's awesome I can't believe that he's finally here and you know finally I, I I can't believe he's here it came as a shock so if you're gonna have Keith Lee show up at AEW and you're going to show, have him show up at All Out. I would do it the same way that you did Black. Where no one knows that his contract's up. No one knows that his non-compete clause is up. And boom, he's here. Chicago would come unfucking glued So, and again, speculation. Just, just throwing out dates and contracts. And just the vibe I get from Keith Lee just how cryptic some of his posts are. It leads me to believe that he doesn't want to do business in WWE anymore. And if I'm being real, I can't fault him for that. Because you I go from potentially winning the U.S. title to being pulled off the card, and then Booker T is saying all this stuff about how he was supposed to be Bobby Lashley, how he was supposed to be the guy to take the belt off of Drew McIntyre, and potentially face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. That was supposed to be Keith Lee, and now here we are, and it's not going to be. And it wasn't for whatever reason. So I would not fault the guy one iota. If he said, fuck you, I'm not coming to work, I'm going to sit here and get paid, you do what you want with me. I have two no. questions. Um, and, and they can both be pretty quick. One, um, isn't... Uh... Uh, Thea Trinity or uh, or uh, Thea Zelenovic. Thea Thank Trinidad, you, Thea yeah. Trinidad. Um, didn't she go back to WWE? She did. Yep. Okay, which is weird. Uh, and two. Um, the other the other big news. Uh, and I, we don't have to expound upon it. But did uh, did WWE release Jimmy Uso after this last DUI? Nope. Nope. They're just very disappointed in him. 
Um, uh, which what now? I forget. Jay was the Jay has no been idea. there. No idea. I meant oh, to look into that, but I forgot. Um, <laughs> so sorry. Uh, it's not a. It's it's not a it's not a race thing. It's a twin thing. I don't know the difference between the two twins. Sue me. Um, so. I, Expanding on the whole tr Thea Trinidad thing. Look, but you can't touch. <laughs> no. <laughs> came, reports came out that she was in the performance center training and like shooting a vignette. That came about a week or two before Alistair Black's release. Okay. So it's 100% possible that she showed up, came back to work, said, hey, you know what? Let's work it out. Let's figure out the social media thing. Let's figure. Let's let let let's hammer this out. I want to get back to work because that's where my husband is. Let's just do it. And then, because the Alistair Black thing, one hundred percent, by all by by all accounts, was a blindside. As far as Black knew, they had a new character for him. Well, in an in, in evolution of the character, they right. had new vignettes. He had a new arc coming with the fucking intercontinental champion, and then all of a sudden, dust in the wind. Yeah. So it's not unthinkable that she showed up thinking, okay, I get to work with my hubby again. Awesome. Signed a contract, and then her hubby was let go, and then she's like, oh, cool. Oh, fuck. Uh, and after both of their debuts last night, oh. Both Thea Trinidad and Charlotte uh, posted on Twitter that they were proud of their men uh, and the uh, the the fist bumps that symbol. So, you know, they're both ironically going through the same situation right now. Um, yeah. But I'll tell you what, they're not going to end up in the same place. No. I'll tell you that 100% that Charlotte is going to continue being Charlotte because she's a flair. And by yep. God... Being a flare is apparently like being a fucking Clinton in this country. Uh, a company, as far as Mr. Man goes. Um, Thea? I don't know. T time will tell. Uh, if if she ends up like Lana, getting put through a bunch of tables, and then, and then just getting fired. We'll see. Is Lana so, out or no? Yeah, yeah, they, they, they released her. That's right, they released her. Does she debut anywhere else yet? Nope, she has a 90-day compete clause. No okay. compete clause. Okay. So, going back to this whole, you know, beef speculation on Keith Lee writing his contract out, not telling anybody, showing up on AEW, big surprise. If that starts to become a trend where NXT or WWE wrestlers start to do that, in order to spoil the surprise or be vengeful from the WWE side, do you think that we will eventually see WWE say publicly, this person's contract is expired, this is their 90-day no-complete clause, and this is when they will be eligible to be seen somewhere else. Just shit in the weedies early. To spoil the you know shock value that could be them showing up somewhere, or do you think 
that Vince McMahon is so wrapped up in his own universe that that's not even a care or a thought in his mind. I think he for- doesn't give a shit what these guys do. They can debut surprise somewhere else. It can be a big deal in a different company, but he could give two shits less because it's not WWE. And if it's not WWE, he doesn't care. I think McMahon I mean, doesn't I think care. I think McMahon doesn't care, but I'll bet you the powers that be are like that they would come to him and they would say, hey, uh, if we do this, it'll shit all over, blah, blah, blah. And McMahon will go, oh, fuck yeah, shit's great. Let's do it. Like, I, I, I yeah, you know. If, if Vince McMahon, like if the rumors of Vince McMahon are to be believed, he doesn't see any of these other companies as even a speck on the radar. Like he doesn't give a shit about AEW, Impact, whatever. Like he doesn't care. So that, even that if they came be... to Vince, like even if they came to Vince and said, like, hey, maybe we should start doing this, you know, so that there's not a big, you know, surprise and big to do around these people. I'm almost wondering if Vince is gonna be like, well, who cares? They're not that they're not in WWE. They're never gonna be a star. Who cares? That's exactly it. That I, I I don't think that he views the other companies as like a threat. Um I'm sure I'm sure he recognizes them to some degree. You know, they're they're on his radar, which is why I mean, which is why um, you had that giant uh, that that period of time where they were signing all these people to these, you know, long term deals and stuff like like Michael Bennett, uh, you know, and and Maria Nellis and, uh, you know, everybody else that all these people, they were signing to these long term deals or they wanted to try to sign to these deals uh, because, you know, at, at at that time, you know, I think I think Vince was kind of realizing like, OK, this this could be something here. Maybe his opinions changed, maybe not. Maybe the fact that NXT isn't on Wednesday nights, you know, Vince is in the mindset of we don't have to worry. We're not in direct competition with them or anything like that now. Um, So that could be it. But I. Again, if it's. uh it would really have to come down to the powers that be. And if we're still, we talked about it a while ago, there, there could be a chance that, you know, there is somebody that they're looking, that they're looking to sell WWE, that it's not going to be, you know, uh, just in Vince's hands or whatever anymore. I mean, yeah, it's a publicly traded company and everything, but there are people pushing. uh, We talked about it before. There's uh, the one guy, I can't remember his name. He is the president of something within the company, like on the on the board, and he's Nick kind Khan. of been. Is that it? Enough. Nick Khan, yeah. Yeah, and he's and he's kind of been pushing and steering towards what it seems to be like. Certain actions would lead you to believe that WWE is looking to sell, uh, and or be open to actually do business with other promotions, much like how AEW is doing with impact and uh nwa etc so hard to say i believe and (laughs) i come back to 1999 man or 2000 or whenever it was fucking tony shivani's uh line that will echo through the ages that'll put butts in seats that 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 immediately had a huge switch over from Nitro to Raw when he when 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 they spoiled Mick Foley's uh, win, yeah. like yeah, was that 
piss into AEW's Wheaties if, if Vince McMahon and WWE did that? Sure would. But, supposing I am a Keith Lee fan, and I follow Keith Lee's career, and I love Keith Lee, and I watch Raw, or SmackDown, for Keith Lee exclusively, and I find out that Keith Lee's no longer employed with WWE, once the cash out of the bag, it's not going to be hard to figure out where it's going to end up. I then, an adult, say, you know what? I don't need to watch Raw anymore. Because Raw is going to trash. Absolute awful. And if he's not there anymore, why am I watching? If there's not a threat of him coming back again, why am I watching? So I believe... So, well, hold on. My question then there is... Is the, uh, no, 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 go ahead. You go ahead. I'll, I'll follow up. No, I, I was just going to say, I think, and, and yeah, Vince McMahon's been a shady business character before, but at the end of the day, I think that, I don't, you know what? I, I, I really don't know because I, I you know, in, in, in the last year and a half, we've seen it go both ways where we don't hear about that, you know, like Moxley's contract expiring. We only found out about it once it expired. Um, so, who knows? So, I guess my question then goes to, like you said, if you're watching Raw for Keith Lee because you're a huge Keith Lee fan and you find out that he's not there, why are you watching Raw? Are there, in your, you know, your guys' opinion, are there that many people that are out there that are saying, I'm watching Raw primarily for this guy or i'm watching smackdown primarily for this guy and if i find out that his contract has expired and he's not signing a new contract and his 90-day new compete clause ends on this date well now i'm going to definitely start watching you know aew or impact or triple a or wherever to see when this person debuts do you think that there's that many people out there that are saying well if this guy doesn't come back to smackdown or if this guy doesn't come back to raw well, then I'm not watching Raw anymore. I honestly, I think I, I think there might be more than what you would think. Maybe not enough to make a difference, but look at look at how we've talked about it and uh, how I've said before. Um, you know, at, at a certain point, i.e., before WrestleMania, the only good things to watch Monday Night Raw for were Alexa Bliss and the Fiend. I mean, it, like, it, it's not something that I follow them like some sort of cult following on on all the different social media platforms or anything but honestly i would fast forward through like 90 percent of raw till i got to you know something involving uh the fiend and alexa bliss and go from there now i i i mean other things in life have taken over um but i can't even tell you i i haven't watched monday night raw for probably the last month or so and why why bother what the hell is going on there that i absolutely is is you know can't miss tv for me smackdown i usually just don't watch it just because friday nights is kind of you know my night to uh you know spend time with my girlfriend so i'm not going to sit there and you know subject her to wrestling because she's not you know it doesn't interest her so why am i going to do that uh, but I will say that there are probably more reasons for me to watch SmackDown versus Raw. You know, like, I mean, the the whole Roman Reigns angle and everything like that. And uh, just, I don't know. 
I so I guess to answer your question, I think yes, there are people out there like that. Is it enough to make a difference? Debatable. Um, I think a lot of the audience that watches Raw does it just because it's become a habit that they've been There's watching Raw too. for 20, 30 years, and you know, hey, it's Monday night, Raw's on. Um, oh. I think that there are people like us that watch for, you know, the the new talent and how they're featured. Um, Rhea Ripley right now is the reason why I'm watching Raw. Um, I could really give two fucks or less about Lashley or Drew McIntyre. Uh, and, and I'm, you know, again, to be honest, I keep Raw on in the background while I'm gaming with my buddies because I I can't be... You know, I, I, I at least want to have a connection to Raw since we do the podcast. But, you know, I'm I'm not invested in Raw at all. The, the only thing I am invested in right now is Rhea Ripley. Uh, that's the only thing that they're doing well. That's not, that, that's a lie. Matt, Matt, Matt Riddle is absolutely coming out of his shell and he's killing it right now. I, I did see something. I saw a clip on Instagram of him sitting on top of the ladder talking about money in the bank. He's like, bro, I'm really high. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, and it's not subtle, but it's done well. Um, so, I, you know, there there are very few reasons to tune in on Monday nights. So, yeah, I, I, I think the people pick their favorites. And, you know, once their favorites aren't there anymore, they're like, okay, well... You know, either A, I get a new favorite, or B, I just don't watch anymore. So, yeah. Oh, and uh, just 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 in case Ransom starts getting hopeful and thinking, oh, maybe we see Keith Lee or Adam Cole in the Money in the Bank match. Um, they have announced the other three slots are going to, or the other two slots, excuse me are going to either Rollins or Cesaro or Nakamura or Corbin. Huh? Oh, my gosh. And so, I guess we'll find that out on SmackDown tomorrow. Yes, sir. Uh, so there's that. Uh, wait, hold on a second. So they're doing, they're doing one big money in the bank with people from Raw and or SmackDown. It's not like a separate... Which is, yeah, correct. Ever, oh, ever okay. since they've introduced the women's money in the bank, they've only been doing like... Okay, yeah, that's one right. for the whole brand. That's right, that's um, right. All right, so, yeah, okay, I forgot and about then, that. And then, yeah, they're, they're, of course, doing the women's money in the bank match as well. But the problem is, is that their women's roster is so paper thin right now that they don't have, you know, they, they have Asuka, Naomi, Bliss... Cross, whatever. Carmella, who rarely wrestles, and Zelina Vega, who just came back. And two more to be determined. I have no idea who the, you know, outside of uh, maybe, maybe Baszler, Jax, Natty, no, or uh, Tamina. I, listen, listen. There's no... I'm sorry. Go ahead. There's no way, there's there's no... No way that Nia Jax is going to be in a match. Say it. Say it. I, I don't want to curse it. She'll I don't want to curse it. it. Was, She'll was, be in she, was she ever in a Money in the Bank ladder match? I don't know. To be honest with you, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, not, I'm sure. not trying to be I'm not trying to be mean, but I've got to ask how 
I need the physics of how this would work with well, her. Same w- the same way the big yeah. show, Mark Henry and Kane were, okay. in, were in the men's money in the bank, I, I would have to imagine. <laughs> or Otis, or, you know, potentially Keith Lee. So, so you're saying they're going to pull the same thing that they did with Otis? Uh, no, no, not at all. I'm saying God that, us, you know, I, yeah. it's, I don't know. It's like, bad enough she hurts other people. She yeah. ended up hurting herself and breaking her own goddamn neck if she gets like three rungs up the ladder. I'm sorry. Like it, I, it doesn't appear to be that, that that she would be comfortable going up to uh, up on a ladder, but I don't know. She could be. She 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 could be as good at coming off the top rope as Kevin Owens goes, and that's not what WWE has for her. WWE says, "Hey, you're a monster. Act like it." Whereas and, Kevin Owens has the creative latitude to go, this is what I do. This yeah, is my she, they, also, they also say, hey, go look like a giant potato. Got it. <laughs> so, but... I would um, have to imagine, like Beef said, it's going to be... It's going to be between Baszler, Naya, Tamina, Natty. Probably Baszler, no probably Baszler and Natty. Unless, unless Sasha Banks comes back, which could be. Wait, is she injured or, uh, or they just Lynch. write her off? I think I think she's just written off. Yeah, I think I think she's taking an extended vacation. Or Becky Lynch comes back, which again could potentially happen. Um, mm. outside of those two possibilities, or you know, random call ups from NXT. Uh, who 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 knows? Maybe Io Shirai gets gets a nod. Who knows? Um, I see. I don't but, know. I don't know that they would. Well, I can't say that. Oh, they I, wouldn't. Do. I do. Well, 100% I do. One hundred percent. Vince is like, hey, we need we. We need bodies to fill out this match. I mean, again, no. I, Zelina Vega is great at what she does. Z- Zelina Vega is great at what she does. I have never once thought of her as an in-ring asset. Um, yeah, but but my my point with EO was more so like that the the fact, and I know again, look at look at what happened with Keith Lee. He had you know literally just won the the NXT title, and then no sooner did he win it that he ended up dropping it. And got called up and they got floundered. I was gonna say <laughs> that you know, EO and Zoe uh just won those uh women's tag titles, but again, that definitely makes fuck all to Vince. So yeah, well, I mean if they're also if they're just looking for bodies too, like if they're not actually looking to have yeah, yeah. anybody from NXT win the match, if they're just looking for bodies, they can throw a woman who's a champion from NXT in that match and just not have her win it. She's it a could. body to, to fill a slot in that match. And then once money in the bank is over back to NXT. Yeah. That is I mean, true. that wouldn't they surprise could, me either. I, I yeah. would think, I, I would think uh, when, when is money in the bank again? Uh, next weekend, not this coming, but the following. Okay. So next week we'll be doing picks for it. Correct. Yep. Okay. Uh, um, so yeah, that's not, that's I'd, only. I'd, I'd say the I'd say the better bet is on uh, if you're if you're looking between the two, I'd say the better bet would be on Becky Lynch coming back than having an NXT Ooh. call up. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. yeah. Uh, it, it is worth mentioning that the Great American Bash happened this week. Um, huh. it was a good show. It, it was a good show. It wasn't really anything to write home about. Um, and uh, MSK and Thatcher and Champa had a good match that. I think was too short. 
Um, they're hot potato with the women's tag team titles, which is very unlike NXT, which is confusing to me. And um, yeah, I, will, I was kind of surprised. I was kind of surprised whenever Candice and Indy had won them in the first place. Well, even more so surprised that they that they hot potatoed them right off the bat with, uh, you know, giving them to Shotzi and, and Ember, like right off the, as soon as they were like introduced, it's like, here, you're awarded these titles. And then, oh, guess what? They going like, well, and I mean, like I get that initial shock factor, but like now it's becoming a thing. Well, where... how long, yeah. How long? Cause Candace and Indy didn't have them for that long, but how long have they had them for? Not not very time. long. Yeah. Um, like like I know a matter of months. But I, I would I don't say know. probably weeks at this point. You think uh, the way won them on May fourth of twenty twenty one. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So they had them sixty three days. Ember and Shotzi had them for fifty five days. Hmm. Yeah, so I mean we can classify this in the in the bubble of NXT we can classify that as kind of hot potato y. Oh, I don't yeah. understand the impetus. So I I get that they like NXT is big dick swinging. Hey, look at our women's division. It's the best women's division on the planet. No lie. No lie. They have the best women wrestlers on the planet. And I and I get that they want to feature them. Awesome. Great. Perfect. Hot potatoing titles is not going to do anybody any favors at all. The yeah. fact that there have been four champions since their inception uh, in March, March 10th of when of 2021 is when they were uh, brought out. Right. The fact that in uh, oh boy, bad math. Um, four months, Jesus, four months. There have been four championships for four, four different teams to hold them. Not a good sign. Um, yeah. So I mean, I like I. I think I, again, like it's it, the the problem is not only does Hopatoting do no favors for any of the champions, it doesn't do anything for the belts either. Like I mean, just in general, it's like, oh, okay, cool, you have those um, belts. Mm -hmm. But like, I I feel like. You know, it's kind of one of those things when you look at belts on any given wrestling promotion or in any given wrestling promotion. Um, you look at them and go, okay, which one's the afterthought belt? I mean, it yeah. really. Oh, yeah. it, so it, there's me, at least. Let me bounce that back to you. Okay. What's the afterthought in AEW? Uh, the afterthought belt right now is the FTW belt. If you want to get technical, if you want to get technical, if you want to if you want to get technical, it's a title, it's a belt, and it's there. Uh, yeah, okay. It's being competed you're not, you're for. You're not wrong. But you're not wrong. Now that's wait, that's wait, my dick. That, that's like, my there. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's different. It's gimmicky. It's outside the things. That the the FDW belt was my smart ass answer, but I mean, you're not wrong. But there's more infancy there to go around. You know what You're I mean? Right. You're right. So like every because every title change now actually has weight. They haven't had time to kind of like dwell it. And nothing absolutely 150 million percent nothing against Britt Baker. We've talked about how the women's division needs a lot of work. Honestly, the women's belt kind of an afterthought. It kind of is. I was going to say if the if there's one 
that you had to you know gun to your gun to my head throw it out there it, it would be the women's title and not not because of no slight to Britt baker at all, at all. but i would at say all. i would say more so the fact that while you know sheeta had a fantastic long reign for over a year with it we look at her reign and we go meh like yep if you're having a, if you're having a that long of a title reign meh should not be the reaction that i have it should be like wow you know look at them go so well, and yep. the, the the other you know the the other thing to look at is the conditions in which it was being defended like the sa same as drew mcintyre drew mcintyre basically put wwe on his shoulders last year and yeah. it was very meh not because of drew mcintyre because situationally of the situation. yeah Right. I feel the same thing about Hikaru Shida. She basically took that title in Double or Nothing 2020, which was pretty much right there. Like, May of 2020 is kind of when the world admitted, okay, we're going to be here for a while. Yeah. And that's when things were real fucky. And so, and the other half, you know, the, the other part of that is, again, their roster, AEW's women's roster is not the best. It's probably even lacking compared to WWE main roster women's and and that's saying because of how thin their rosters are right now but um you know Poot makes a great point as well that they're you know in their infancy so it's hard to compare my point is that it can be done if you, you know just just looking at the women's title reigns uh Rio had a 133 day reign Nyla had 101 Sheeta had 372 anytime I look at a title history and I see that people had 100 day reigns I feel like that's a good thing that that's a good long like reign the tag team championships actually there there's actually been two teams that have had less than 100 days uh so they've actually been quote-unquote hot potatoed more that's neither here nor there um the the other thing from the great american bash i do want to mention is that uh um a couple things uh one is that um cole uh, uh, bless you adam oh cole and Kyler Alley had a, had a perfectly serviceable match. Wasn't on recording, but okay. Woo. Wasn't, uh, wasn't like, knock my socks off, but it was a pretty good match. Uh, Adam Cole hit, I think, two Panama Sunrises at the end to win it. Uh, and then the, the last shot. So that was, you know, a, a decent wrestling match. And obviously, they're setting up for a blow-off. Uh, and then, um, uh, oh, God, I'm terrible with names today. I think I'm having a stroke. Uh, what's her name? Came back from injury. Yeah. Um. um no. Tegan no, Knox. The other one. Thank you, Tegan, Tegan Knox. Yep. Was the the the, the battery vignette? So she came back, and that's what kind of cost the the way the women's title, the women tag team titles. So, um. Oh, and you know, Cameron Grimes and LA Knight continue to have the best feud on TV right now, and they look like a million bucks doing it. No pun intended. And not wait to see Cameron Grimes. As LA Knights Butler comedy fucking gold is coming on Tuesday yep. nights. Cannot wait. I can't wait to see Cameron Grimes finally beat LA Knight for that title. I think it's going to be a big. Oh deal. yeah, oh, absolutely. It'll, and I it, think it'll happen. I think it'll happen, gonna... but in the, yeah, in the meantime, it's, it's going to be fucking just, it's going to be great to see Cameron in that role. I can't wait there... to see. I can't wait to see if they make him like, if LA Knight makes him like, you know, really like, pull the hair back like nice and slicked and into a nice ponytail and like you know just looking very quaff and everything like that and i i can't wait they were they they also like once they put the belt on him 
they are 100% going to keep that belt on him ad infinitum. They are going to not hot potato that thing. Like, once he gets that belt, it's going to sit on his shoulder, and he actually is going to carry on that legacy. I, so. I bet he will. I bet. And it, you know, I guess, uh, I, I don't know if you consider it spoiler or not, but if they have a match at the NXT SummerSlam event, I, I would absolutely bank on Cameron Grimes. I feel like that would be Cameron Grimes' blow off to win that. Um, I, I don't know that there's enough longevity out of the Butler gimmick to go past that. I feel like from now until the NXT SummerSlam, the Butler thing will be funny. It'll be fun. But I think it will probably have run its course come NXT's SummerSlam takeover. I think that's probably when you'll see Grimes beat LA Knight. I'd, I'd bank on that. I'd, I'd choose uh, I'd choose Cameron Grimes to win that. Agreed. If they have a match. Yep. Nope. And that's that's about the longevity that I would expect to. Because you don't want to go too far with it because then it becomes old schlock and nobody wants that. NXT doesn't Yeah, you that. don't want people getting tired of Cameron Grimes. Right. And I exactly. feel like if Not there's a way that people could get tired of Cameron Grimes, it could be in that Butler gimmick. Yep. Just, uh, here's, <laughs> I, I, I hate mentioning NXT Great American Bash as, as, as an afterthought, but that's something that AEW does, I think, to a better degree than NXT. When they have these special shows, they make them feel like special shows. Winter is coming when Sting debuted and uh, Kenny won the title from Moxley. You know, um, and then, you know now you know now with the uh, the, the Malachi Black debut and Andrade's uh, in ring debut, which was really good, uh, and then the Bucks and uh, and uh, Eddie Kingston and um, Penta had a great match. Uh, it's just, just like there are so many things. AEW made it feel like a bigger deal, and that may be because of the first road audience in over a year. Like I'm sure that they were like ready to explode. Um, that that may be that, but I mean, like I said, going back, I feel like this is something that AEW does better than NXT. NXT just kind of felt like a regular weekly with with some extra set pieces. The exception to that was Halloween Havoc. I feel like Halloween Havoc did a really great job on. But other than that, the NXT special events that happen on a Wednesday night, I'm like, okay. Um, You know, Stand and Deliver was good because it was meant to be like a pay-per-view quality. And uh, Peacock carried the whole thing, you know, without without, uh, interruption. Um, But I just, you know, it's, it's weird. And, And it's not a knock on NXT. It's just, you know, some of the booking... Some of the matches were kind of wonky. So all, all, a lot of the finishes kind of came out of nowhere. I don't know, man. Like, it, 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 it just feels weird to me. Here's, here's a little bit of an issue that I have with, with that. Is that if WWE is going to dust off these old WCW named events, I feel like they need to do a better job of making it feel like a big deal. I don't, I don't think WWE does the Great American Bash justice or Halloween Havoc justice having it be on a weekly takeover show. I, I think I would be a little bit happier if, if they were takeovers. 
So if it was NXT TakeOver Halloween Havoc or NXT TakeOver Great American Bash, I feel like if you're going to dust off the big boys that used to be WCW pay-per-views, you need to do a little bit better at making them actual big events. And, and by doing that, I think you need to not have them as a weekly, like just as a regular weekly show. I think they need to be takeovers. Maybe I'm way off base. Maybe I'm putting too much stock into the old WCW events. But some of those old WCW events that, you know, are Stump the Chumps questions. You know I go back and I watch those. Oh, I watched the, um, I think the, the mid-90s, uh, late-90s uh, Great American Bash, I think 95, 96, or 96, 97. Perfectly serviceable events, very enjoyable up until the main events. So the, the issue is this. Look at who runs the company. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. Man, putting Halloween Havoc takeover would be admitting, hey, this show was great back in the day. Them doing war games, to me, to me, is, mm. um, yeah, is oh, about man. as good as you're going to get. Is, is, is about as good as you're going to get at Vince McMahon saying, hey, this was a big deal that I didn't come up with. I'm sure Triple H would love to. But right now he's still at the whims of Vince McMahon, and that's where everything kind of circles the drains. Is at the uh, the behest of the old man. No, I I think you're, I think you're spot on. I think you have it nailed dead to rights on that, and I think that's exactly why they're not takeovers. It's a pride thing, hundred percent. Oh sure, I mean again, I think that harkens back to the whole Triple H versus Sting match at WrestleMania. Yep. The only reason that Triple H won that is because it was a pride thing. Triple H was the WWE guy, Sting was the WCW guy. You're not going to put your WCW guy over a WWE guy. Nope. Like, it's not going to happen. But I just, I don't think they do them justice having them as just a weekly NXT event. It needs to be a takeover. Hey, speaking of uh, Stump the Chumps, we do have one in the hopper. We've had one in the hopper for the last couple of weeks here. Uh, do we want to uh, make the attempt tonight? Yeah, let's do that and then uh, burrito. Burrito. Okay, so it comes from our buddy, Pat the Bastard. He, uh, he's oh, real good about bastard. it. Uh, would love to hear some of these other choose-a-weight title contenders uh, get some questions in to that email, which is Podcast at gmail.com. Two emails, one with the question, one with the answer. Put some crap in there. Just I, It could be just a mash of the keyboard, a couple enters, just to make sure I don't see it in the, in the preview window uh, for the answer anyway. Yeah, man. So, um, as, get as you said, as you say that, I see the meme of, like, the cat smashing the keyboard or whatever. Yep. <laughs> yep. Do whatever. I don't care. Put a meme in there. Put put eight memes in there. I don't care. Followed up uh, by the meme of followed up by the meme of Ke- of uh, Kenny Omega replicating the thumbs up keyboard, kid. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yep. That's, that's all I can see anymore. <clears throat> all right. So anyway, regardless, uh, the bastard has the stump. The I think we're still chumps at this point. We're, we're, we're yeah, we're still back. chumps. We are. Uh, the Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble winner, has traditionally gone to WrestleMania and competed for a world title, or defended it. How many wrestlers did not have that opportunity the same year they won, and who were they? Wait, run that, run that by me one more time. The Royal, the Royal Rumble winner, easy for Rumble. me to say, has traditionally gone to WrestleMania and competed for the for a world title, not the world, a world title, or defended it. How many t- how many wrestlers did not have that opportunity 
the same year they won, and who were they? Uh, I'll tell you for sure. Uh, Hacksaw won a Royal Rumble. I think he won the first Royal Rumble. Yep. And he did not compete at WrestleMania, so there's one. Vince McMahon won a Royal Rumble. Yep. And he did not compete at WrestleMania, so there's two. Um... Cena won a Royal Rumble. Gave up his shot to face Orton before WrestleMania 24, but was eventually reinserted into a triple threat match at WrestleMania 24 anyway. So do we count that? I do not, because he still ended up facing the champion at WrestleMania, albeit in a triple threat match. Hmm. Those are the two that I got. And it may just be that easy. It may just be Hacksaw and Mr. McMahon. Now, there wasn't any women that fell into that category, right? Oh, good call. I never think about the women. Uh, I mean, there haven't been that many. No. What, three Oscar years? Oscar won. Oscar won, maybe four. Oscar won, uh, competed WrestleMania. Becky Lynch won, competed WrestleMania. Um, and Bianca Belair won, competed WrestleMania. So... I, I think I think we're square on those. I missed everything because I got a phone call. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you get the question? No, I didn't at all. Okay. Uh, the Royal... Uh-oh, he's gone. gone. I, he came back. You're oh, he's, he's back. back. You're back. Okay, you're good. The Royal Rumble winner has traditionally gone on to WrestleMania and competed for a world title or defended it. How many wrestlers did not have that opportunity the same year they won and who were they? We've determined that Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, and Vince McMahon are two in that vein. So, wait, we're um, saying, so who won the Royal Rumble but did not? Then get to face anybody at WrestleMania for a world title. For oh. a world title. For a world title. Edge? No, wait, no, I'm dumb. No, Edge did. Um, now, the year 92, the year that Ric Flair won the title in the Royal Rumble. He defended he... against Savage. Yep. Okay, all right, so that wasn't that wasn't one then. Yep, yep, he defended. I think he lost to Macho Man that year, um, if I'm not mistaken. Big John Studd was a Royal Rumble winner, too, correct? Was he? Yeah. That's, so that's where I get confused, because the first couple years of the Royal Rumble in its infancy are really kind of schlocky. I was thinking Big John Studd was in there, too, but I couldn't remember. Um, yeah, he won. He was the second one. He won okay. after yeah, was... Hacksaw. So Hacksaw, Hacksaw, then Duggan, then I think Hogan won a couple, then I think. Blair. Yeah. And so, yeah. Because yeah. um, yeah, when, yeah. when was the Duggan, first Rumble? Duggan won the Fox. first Rumble. No, no, no. I said uh, when. When? I, I, I have no yeah. idea. When? I have no idea. Um, it would have been. I like, think that was probably 88. Yeah, 88, 88 or 89. 89. Yeah. Duggan yeah. won, it was, Stud won, it was Hogan 89. Won, player. Okay, yeah, Hogan you're won. right. Hogan Yoko won, won a back. Rumble. Yep, yep. Yep. Yeah, but yep, Yoko, but Yoko, Yoko yep, went on. Hart. Yep. And then Hart and Luger won the next one. They went on to compete. Michaels won. Austin and, won. McMahon won. Yeah. Yep. Rock. Austin, Rock, Big Show, yeah. Triple H, Lesnar. I'm trying to think of who the winners were. Batista, Mysterio, Benoit, all won Rumbles. Taker won a Rumble. Cena. Oh, yeah, Cena definitely won. Orton we won. Did. What about Del Reigns? Rio did. What about Reigns? 
Reigns yeah. beat didn't Reigns defend his title in a Royal Rumble? He's done both. Yeah. He's, yeah, he did both. He lost. He then, lost to Triple H, and then Triple right. H did defend the title at Mania, right. though, right? Yeah. Yes. Right. But there was one that Roman Reigns won. Yep. Because it was um, it was the That's one. That's the year where... he faced Brock Lesnar, and Seth Rollins cashed in. Yep. Okay. Yep. Because so he was, uh, he was still at in a the title end, match that year. Yeah, because at the end of that Rumble with Lesnar or with uh, Raw or oh my God, Reigns. <laughs> The end of that rumble with Reigns winning, that's, um, I think we, uh, I think The Rock came out at the very end, was holding up his arm. Yeah, and, you know, and The so Rock, oh, yeah, looked, the Rock looked yep. really confused. Yep, yep, that was yeah. Philadelphia. They were not having it. They, uh, yeah, so, they did not have it. I think so it's just. McIntyre was Seth Rollins. Yeah, I, I, I really Shinsuke think... won a rumble. Did he go on? Yeah, Shinsuke yeah, went on. Yep. To... He faced AJ Styles. That was the PP Edge. punch. Yep. Edge won the most recent one, and yep. he competed. He yep. competed. So I I feel confident saying Hacksaw, John Studd, and Vince McMahon. So John Studd did not go on to. No, no. Uh, John Studd has never been in a world title match at WrestleMania. In the years that Hogan won, he went on. Oh, he uh, definitely would have went on. Right. Yeah. Uh, the first Hogan year was when. Wait. The first on. Hogan year was ninety. The second Hogan year was ninety-one because he won them back to back. Okay. And then Flair. Okay. So that would have been WrestleMania five and mm. six. Yeah, because I'm trying to think. I was like, when did okay, they make what? it? When did they make it a staple that the Royal Rumble winner had a title opportunity at WrestleMania? They might not have done wasn't that. It the, the wasn't it the wasn't it the yeah? I was gonna say wasn't it like the the fifth or sixth one? Yeah. No. Well. Yeah. It. I don't. I don't think it was official, but that's just kind of how it happened. Um, because what 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 year WrestleMania was this? This year was it thirty seven. Yeah, that, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. So 90 would have been... 90 and 91 were, were both Hogan years. So, 90 so was, whatever, was whatever Mania seven. was 90 and 91, did Hogan wrestle for the title? Yes. So 91 would have been 7, 90 would have been 6. WrestleMania uh. 6 was Hogan versus Warrior, uh, title for title. WrestleMania 7 was Hogan versus Slaughter. Uh, where Hogan got the title back, and then WrestleMania 8 is where Ric Flair defended the uh, WWE title against Savage in the middle of the card. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and then, and then prior, prior to the two Hogan years, I think was uh, was Hacksaw, and then uh, or it, it may have been Big John Studd, and then Hacksaw. No, it was definitely no, Hacksaw no. was first. Okay, yeah, Hacksaw, Hacksaw was, was the first, first and ever, then Big John Studd. First ever, and then Big John Studd was second. Yep. Yep. Because yep. Because WrestleMania five was Hogan versus Savage. WrestleMania four was Hogan was was the tournament. WrestleMania three was Hogan versus Andre. WrestleMania two was Hogan versus Bundy. WrestleMania one was Hogan in a tag team match with Mr. T. So Hacksaw, when he won, he didn't have a world title shot at Mania that year. So that's a gray has, area. That's, has that, Hacksaw? That's, 
that's has that's a great ever had a, has he ever had a world title match i don't think he has that's a gray area because if i'm remembering correctly i believe that hacksaw jim duggan was part of the wrestlemania 4 tournament yeah but i Which, yeah but it wasn't like a direct like a direct uh, like oh, hey it's okay. gonna be hacksaw versus blah you know because technically he was competing for a WWE title or WWF title time, but obviously, yeah. I say if we get I, that I, I fucker, think, if we get that fuckery chicanery, I don't buy it. I I agree. I agree. I think I think that the the the, the spear of the law on this question is you know a direct like this person went on to Eighth challenge title the, match. Right. Right. This person went on to challenge or defend the title. That's okay. that's like so, that's like saying that's like saying the money in the bank ladder match would be it's not the same as having a title match you're competing for an opportunity at a title match a guaranteed a a guaranteed opportunity whenever you decide to cash it in but there is a difference between having a title match and having an opportunity at a title match if you win said match which is how mcintyre is going to get back into the whole title thing oh yeah so we're saying three right we're saying mcmahon hacksaw and big john John stud Oh, 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 uh, China. Didn't she win the Royal Rumble the one year? No. Nope. No, she, she was, was in it, it. But she didn't win it. She was in okay, it. Okay, never mind. Okay, she that's was the right. First one, she was the first woman to compete in the Royal Rumble. She that's was what it was. Yep. Okay, sorry. Okay, yeah. I lost my damn mind for a second. All right, I'm in it. We're going to go. Here we go. All right. Uh, he says, thought I had you with over the limit last time, but last I did not. The answer was there were four, so we missed one. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, Duggan, 88, Stud, 89, McMahon, 99, Stone Cold, 1997. Oh, son of a bitch. What happened to him? That was the year he faced Bret Hart, I believe. Oh, oh. Wait, wasn't that in a Survivor Series? Nope. No. Dude. That's WrestleMania 13. That's like the no. greatest match in my mind. The, the greatest WrestleMania match of all time was was Hart versus Hogan. Oh or, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because Hart that was Hogan. that was Taker Sid. Yep. Why the hell didn't he? Why didn't he get the shot? No idea. But is that the one where he coaxed Bret Hart out of retirement? Or yeah. was that before that? Was I that think, the? I think that's right. Was that the that that was like the the. Uh, the the double turn right yep. yes that was the year of the double turn oh yeah yeah, was, yeah. oh wow i'm dumb why so did i think that was at f- a survivor series so why the fuck didn't yeah why the fuck didn't stone cold i don't know i don't That's know really man weird but yeah, he's he's not wrong he's not wrong wow stone cold run stone cold 197 uh and then yeah did not face the champion he chose instead to face bret hart um so well congratulations pat you win a spot on the pittsburgh Potter podcast breaking kayfabe among us episode that we're going to be doing in between in between now and SummerSlam. you just you're you're, SummerSlam 2042 um yeah here's me coming back with my bullshit (laughs) (laughs) so yeah uh, all right that's cool I don't have anything in the hopper for congratulations. Uh, you 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 get everything and anything. Uh, you know, Pat, you earned it. That was a very very sly one. Yeah, that was very um, good. We should yeah. have known. 
We should have known from the onset because Pat doesn't give us softballs, man. Nah, man. No, he really <laughs> so Only the hardest and, and he balls knows, from the bastard. And he oh knows my. that he knows that I know Royal Rumbles and that I know WrestleManias. So he look at Captain Solipsism over here, just going like, "Yeah, he's throwing them at me. It's for me. It's for me." No, no, no. no. He does, oh, that's, that's, he does. That's, that's, he knows, that's not like, what that's I'm saying. Wheelhouse. I'm saying that Pat like he 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 can Griffith it. He. He saw the pitch coming, he pointed his bat to the outfield, and he smacked it right past us. So. Yeah, he did. Congratulations, hey, Pat. Pat. Yeah. Yeah, so congrats to the um, bastard. Before, before Poot Burritos this, um, since I did mention it, I do want to let everybody know, um, in between, sometime in between now, this episode, and the P3 SummerSlam Go Home show, that's what I'm going to call it, I don't care, uh, we are going to have another episode of Breaking Kayfabe. I, we, I don't, uh, me personally, I would love to do a Breaking Kayfabe Among Us episode. If the rest of the conglomerate decides they want to do a regular Breaking Kayfabe, then we'll do that. I have no chagrin or problem with that. But the reason why we're going to do that and we're scheduling a Breaking Kayfabe in there is because we are going to have our 100th episode be the p3 SummerSlam go home show so in order to mass that out we're gonna have to throw in a breaking kayfabe episode in between now and the SummerSlam episode so i have a suggestion on that uh-oh breaking do. kayfabes um, don't count in the canon uh so right so uh since i'm moving at the end of the month why don't we do it as long as it allows us to with picks and everything uh the last thursday of july that would be july 29th why don't we try the breaking kayfabe among us then because that will be the last uh that will be the last podcast and stream that i do from uh from the old oh. den here and then that next week i will start anew at the at the new location i do like we have any picks that week beef not that i'm aware of because that would be the that would be the end of the month, so we'd be going into August unless there's a pay per view somewhere in the very first week of August. I think we'd be of, good. Of August, man, we're all having yeah. trouble with. Uh... Listen, yeah, my brain hurts. Yeah, we're all so having we're trouble with words. Yeah. Now is that is that a? Uh... Well, we'll figure that out later. But everybody, pencil that in. We're going to do a breaking kayfabe episode, the very last week of july correct thursday, is that what you said july thursday, 29th thursday july 29th okay, be there so or get fucked we'll talk about it Jesus. and uh we'll decide whether we're gonna have a regular breaking kayfabe or whether we're gonna do a breaking kayfabe among us blew that off the show but everybody pencil that in if we do wind up doing an among us episode uh i would love to have the guys that are competing for the uh the chooser weight title there that would be uh that would be a blast I don't know if we'll be able to get all four because I think logistically getting all four there would be maybe difficult. Impossible. The two people. Yeah, I'm but in any uh, case, pencil it in. 
All right, sounds good. Go ahead. I like it. All right, it's time for me to wrap this up in a little burrito. We want to thank you folks for listening to episode 9995 of the P3 podcast. 95 episodes of our dumbasses. I love it. And uh, we want to we wanna just give a shout-out. Serious appreciation to all you folks who listen to us, whether it's on Spotify, whether it's on YouTube, wherever it may be. want to make sure that you know to like us over on YouTube. Look for Pittsburgh Pile Driver Podcast over there. You can also find us on Facebook. Give us a like while you're over there subscribe on youtube oh my god what is wrong with me we are really bad with the words tonight subscribe on youtube give us a like on facebook uh over there again you search for pittsburgh pal driver podcast uh we'd really appreciate that and you can find the podcast in audio form uh anywhere that you can find uh quality podcasts which would be itunes which would be spotify which would be google podcast which would be anchor.fm you can find us Pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. Want to also thank our very own Tiger Uppercut Bomb Tom and his page, Casual Gaming Dad, over on Facebook. Play a lot of awesome games. Every Tuesday we play Among Us and other days Tom streams some amazing stuff. He is incredible at uh, classic video games. And uh, Tom, this week actually, uh, Summer Games Done Quick is going on. So if you didn't know about that, make sure you check out SGDQ. It's always a lot of fun. And uh, make sure you join Casual Gaming Dad's Corner over on Facebook as well. Become part of the community. A lot of wonderful, wonderful people over yonder. Also want to thank Frigoff Ransom. And honestly, uh, I want to give a really special shout out to Ransom for being so deep in uh, making sure that we are uh, present himself and by proxy us here on the podcast uh, out in the uh, social media zeitgeist uh, for his uh, his channel, his postings, and he's always absolutely hilarious. And uh, hopefully you also get a little inspiration there too because he's busting his butt to not be Fat Ransom. Hashtag die, Fat Ransom die, which he is doing <laughs> very well. Um, so hopefully you go do that. Give him a subscribe on YouTube. Again, that's Frig, F-R-I-G, off ransom uh we also want to thank sean tishler and his work with independent wrestling in central pennsylvania community and iwc sean really hoping to get out to some uh wrestling here if we can make that happen which there's not even if we will make one of them happen uh whether it's here in central pennsylvania whether it's out west somewhere we'll find an independent show to go to uh here we also want to thank gold gaming for being gracious enough and casual gaming dad as well to be gracious enough to have the pittsburgh pile driver podcast official t-shirt no it doesn't cost 49.99 you idiots it's a very reasonable price and also a high quality shirt uh that you can get over there on casual gaming that store again on gold gaming that's gouldgaming.com and uh you just search on casual gaming dad not only can you find that p3 podcast t-shirt at a high quality make and a really great price but you can also get yourself some really awesome kick-ass casual gaming dad merchandise which right now actually i'm wearing the casual gaming dad nwo throwback shirt so tom also by the way tom when i bought this my big fat dumb bardic gut popped out of the bottom of it and you know what now it doesn't because i'm the barbarian baby so it's comfortable to wear and also again I've put it through my fat paces, and it's holding up just fine. It will for you as well. So make sure you throw money at Casual Gaming Dad as well. And, uh, yeah, this has been a really good episode. As always, a lot of good pontification and words, despite they come out a little bit mushed. Uh, we appreciate you uh, <laughs> listening to us and uh, having us come back with our bullshit every single week. <laughs> 
Oh, I always feel really good at the end of a podcast. I love these guys. We're going to close it out right now. For myself, the Barbarian, Poot the Bard, for Mr. Beef the Legend, the encyclopedic knowledge well of the P3 podcast, Mr. Tiger. Give me one, Tom. Come on. Uppercut. There we go. Oh, and it was it came through the whole time because you didn't yell it because Discord sucks. It cuts stuff off. Thank you, Tom. Uppercut bomb Tom over there. And of course, bend the knee, you sons of bitches. It is your champ, the Mad King, the reigning, defending, undisputed choo-choo Jews or weight champion of the P3 podcast, Mr. Ransom the Madman. Have a wonderful evening. Stinger! Oh, crap.